93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Wednesday, March 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Shootings at two massage parlors in Atlanta and one in the suburbs Tuesday evening left eight people dead, many of them women of Asian descent, authorities said. A 21-year-old man suspected in the shooting was taken into custody in southwest West Georgia hours later after a manhunt police said. The attacks began at 5 p.m. when five people were shot at Young Asians Massage Parlor in a strip mall near a rural area in Ackworth, about 30 miles north of Atlanta. Two people died at the scene and three were transported to the hospital where two of them also died. No one was arrested at that scene. Around 5.50 p.m., police in the Buckhead neighborhood of Atlanta responding to a call of a robbery in progress found three women dead of an apparent gunshot wound at Gold Spa. While they were while they were at the scene, they learned of a, a call reporting shots fired at Acrotherapy, uh, I'm sorry, Aromatherapy uh, Spa across the street and found a woman who appeared to have been shot dead inside the business. South Korean's foreign ministry said in a statement Wednesday that its diplomats in Atlanta have confirmed from police that four of the women uh, who died were of Korean descent. The ministry said that the office of its consulate general in Atlanta is trying to confirm the nationality of the other women. The killings came in the middle of a recent wave of attacks against Asian Americans that coincides with the spread of the coronavirus across the United States. The man suspected in the Ackworth shooting, Robert Aaron Long, was captured by surveillance video pulling up to the business around 4.50 p.m. Tuesday, minutes before the attack, authorities said. Long was taken into custody in Crisp County, about 150 miles south of Atlanta. Authorities believe Long is also the suspect in the Atlanta shootings. Police said that there's video footage that shows the suspect's vehicle in the area of the Atlanta spas about the same time as those attacks Yeah, they, as well. they have it clear as day. The, the video footage, the security Awful. footage is, is sharp. Oh, terrible. Yeah, I've never heard of anything quite like this, of going, yeah. you know, because it's not like those are all right next to each other. No. This guy had to travel. He was very determined. He had a very specific goal in mind. You always, you think about something like this, and, and, and obviously the guy's a raving lunatic, uh, but the, um, you know, when they do things like this, you wonder if, <laughs> you know, if there's, there's something besides... Uh, the, it's hard to even fathom. I can't even articulate. I know. What, I didn't. What, I actually, what compels someone to do that? I didn't even think of this um, coronavirus connection that they said that there were Asian Americans being um, right. attacked. But right. uh, you know, like I was thinking, okay, did something go wrong? You That's know, at what an I'm appointment, wondering. and then he just went to different spas and started killing and, them. And you take it out, so you can say yeah. I'm doing it for this. But there's he might have been like a guy who was went and was maybe i don't know but well listen it, it's horrifying Terrible. but it's just it's our inability to wrap our minds around yeah, what know, a it might be a like conspiracy theory, theory yeah. loon you know yeah, i yeah. mean yeah that's what i was gonna say like you know is this something that is that is kind of happening on on 4chan or you know is this something that's being per, uh, perpetrated on you know the the dark web somewhere well he's well they got the guy now so yeah. they can uh find out interrogate him and find out what happened uh, so, yeah, it left eight people dead. A very terrible story. Beginning Wednesday, the city of Philadelphia will open walk-up access to eligible people from 22 under-vaccinated zip codes to the FEMA site in Center City. The walk-up access will run for six days through March 22nd. According to the Philadelphia Health Commissioner, Thomas Farley, the change from an appointment-only site is intended to provide easier access to the COVID-19 vaccine for Philadelphians who live in zip codes that have the lowest rates of vaccinations. The walk-up vaccinations will be open 
open for those who meet the phase 1A and 1B criteria uh, and can prove that they live in the zip codes using an ID card, a piece of mail with an address on it, or a Philadelphia City ID. Farley said those looking to get vaccinated through a walk-up appointment should arrive at the clinic before 5 p.m., and they said be, be prepared to wait. The entrance to the Center City vaccination site is on the northeast corner of 12th and Arch. He also announced assistance with transportation. There will be CCT service and free transit passes from the eligible zip codes. Farley also made clear uh, about the walk-up situation. He said in some cases the message is getting out that all of our clinics are walk-ups. That is not true and we don't want people showing up at our clinics assuming that they can get vaccinated if they don't have an appointment. We will allow walk-ups only if appointments are still available, he said. A spokesperson for the health department added that every person will be asked to prove that they are a Philadelphia resident. The Just Born Quality Confection is back in production after shutting down due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This means peeps are hitting the store shelves. After shutting down operations last year due to the COVID-19. You should have saw the smiles and hands raised in excitement. I've always hated peeps. I don't well, like listen, I, I've got a peep story for you. So okay. uh, after shutting down operations last year due to the pandemic, the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania-based company that produces the iconic Easter candy is back in operation. The family-owned company has been making peeps since 1923. I'm glad that they're back up and running and people yes, are working. Yes. That's great. You know, yep. I just uh, simply I'm not a big peep fan. Well, and they went dark. Like they said, the factory went dark during the COVID shutdown. They missed Halloween. They missed Aww. Christmas. Yeah. So they're, but they said they're, they're I mean, uh, back open now and they're pumping out the peeps. However, I can't find yellow peeps really? anywhere. No and kidding. I think well, I that's the standard it. peep. That is the yeah. absolute right? quintessential yeah. original. So, I, and I'm assuming that this has something to do with it, that they're, they're just getting back up and running. But, and my, uh, what colors will you accept well listen no so so my friend messaged me yesterday she goes have you seen yellow peeps anywhere and i'm like no i was just looking for them i think because you used to be able to go anywhere you'd go into like a stationary store or anywhere and they'd be the yellow peeps were every freaking place they would sell them at the register at wawa yeah oh i know um yeah. so i i eventually found a little like four pack of yellow peeps and i i grabbed that but it wasn't like the big you know the the big pack well you're gonna have to ration those then <laughs> i know right um jace loves peeps so they're still like a standard in my house and i remember as a kid loving them. i like I them too them and now, it's somewhere but... along the lines you know your, your your taste switch and uh you yeah. find out that that's garbage well you get enough <laughs> sugar in your body eventually yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, people who love them love yes, them rock on i think they're cute and now you the know? kids are making um, s'mores with them. So there's sort of like an right. Easter really? s'more. Really? Okay. Oh. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, so Just Born Sounds makes... Horrible. Wait, listen to this. <laughs> Just Born makes 2 billion peeps per year. It's enough to circle wow. the earth twice. Is that wow. right? Wow. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, good, okay. good. I'm glad they're up and running. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so in the early days, they were made by hand using pastry tubes, and it took 27 hours to make just one peep. Fortunately, uh, that's how many? How long? 27 hours. Not now. This was yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. day. They've been when they have to carve them out of stone. But they said that uh, it's the the CEO of the company said that they sort of just look like a little marshmallow blob until yeah. they put the eyes on or the eyes in the right. nose. It's the, <laughs> I, I, the I can imagine that conversation. What are we going to do with this crap? Yeah. Put two eyes. Slap on. some eyes on it. <laughs> <laughs> Say it's a bird. <laughs> I like it. I like. And thus, it. the peep was born. <laughs> That's a bird. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see that. Uh, so they are, yeah, and it, they're they're back up and running. But if you uh, find yellow peeps, tag me on social right. media so I can. You know, by them. the way, like Hershey's Kiss has probably started off that way. It's just an accident. It's just somebody saw a little sure. a little dollop, yeah, of yeah. of uh, of, of uh, chocolate and said, you know, we could we could sell that. We can do that. We could probably uh, sell that. You know, it's funny. I just watched about forty four hours of how f- foods like that were made. It was a History Channel special. There was so much information, and I know exactly that they addressed the Hershey Kiss. Yeah. 
I don't remember what they said. <laughs> but it was, I, I think you might have been right. Are there still places that make like just the muffin top? Remember that was like a little uh, a I thing. I don't tops. know. Uh, I remember that. And you could uh, sometimes they would come sealed and wrapped in a yeah. little thing. Um, I'm not sure if that's I feel still like a thing you, or not. I feel like you can get that at like uh, Panera. It's funny to uh, watch some of these confections. Yes, these confections. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah. Come in and out of Vogue. Yeah. Remember, cupcakes were huge oh, a yeah. few years yeah. ago. Oh yeah. Bunt cakes kind of have their little oh. thing. Mini bunt cakes. Or right you know, what's, a, what's the bunt cake? Nothing taste? bunt cake. Oh, oh nothing bunt cakes. Yeah. So good. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I I, I, sorry, it's free advertisement, Bill. But <laughs> this is a fact. Mm-hmm. There are pyramids, and there's nothing bunt cakes. By the mm-hmm. way, Kathy, we got a text that says, "I've seen yellow peeps in literally every store that sells them." Uh, I think in Bucks County, I think Kathy is blind. Oh, a lot Bucks of, County? Yeah, uh, people oh, are saying there. that they can find them in, in Wegmans, Dollar Store. Um, so people are finding them. I don't know, maybe Kathy, I'm late you, to the game. Maybe they, they sold out. I don't know. Maybe you can't see them through the tinted windows of your limo. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Yeah. Oh, that might she be, thinks yeah. they're blue. They're actually yellow. Bring them. Bring them. Mm-hmm. Bring them over here. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Ball sacks are young. This is an interesting <laughs> intro. All right. It's like a free form. I told yeah. you my brain's in reverse today. The Sixers won their sixth game in a row beating the yeah. New York Knicks last night in South Philly. Tobias Harris scored first. 30 points. Seth Curry added 20 as the Sixers beat the Knicks 99 to 96. With the win, the Sixers improved to 28 and 12 and stayed on top of the Eastern Conference standings. They're back at it tonight with a game at home against the Milwaukee Bucks and tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. The Flyers who beat the New York Rangers in overtime on Monday night play in Madison Square Garden. Again tonight for the second of two back-to-back games. The puck is set to drop at 7.30, and the game will be broadcast right here on WMMR. The Eagles have given tight end Zach Ertz permission to seek a trade. The Kansas City No, not yet. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. The Kansas City Chiefs have shown interest in the eight-year veteran and three-time pro bowler. And Newman University's men's lacrosse team takes on the Montclair State Redhawks today at 430 in Montclair, New Jersey. The Knights are currently 1-0, coming off of an 18-6 win this past Saturday against Marywood University. Ooh. The team is coached by our very own Connor Moose Beth. Yeah! The game will be live streamed at MontclairAthletics.com. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome, yes, to St. Patty's Day or Patty's Day, as they say in Ireland. Uh, we do have a few things going on. And by the way, Kathy, Nick, you guys aren't wearing, or you're wearing a green hat, Nick. All right. Yes, very I good. Have, I, that. I have orange on. <laughs> what the hell does I'm that wearing, mean? I'm, I'm wearing green panties. Oh, okay. no. I, I'll tell you what, man. I forgot it was St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it's okay. it's just off Me of too. my radar. It is. It is an underwhelming. I was having yeah. a conversation with with my my wife, and I think there are two things, if I may. I, I think because we we sensed that we're getting closer to a more normal situation, and it's like, all right, we didn't get the parade, we didn't get the you know the 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 express, all, all that stuff that we usually get around St. Patrick's Day this year. Any, so a lot of people are just going, okay, let's just get through this, and we'll get to the next year. Any reminders? Like I feel right, like there yeah, were yeah. no real. Well, reminders you, that it was the parade happening. And all that stuff yeah. that would be well, part of your reminders. Marissa, Marissa is pointing out, we've been having the Preston and Steve St. Patrick's Day party videos running yeah, in that other I room for that. days yeah. now. So that's why I've been mainly aware I of have it. Not, I, I looked this morning. Uh, I actually forgot it was St. Patrick's Day yesterday. Um, but I looked this morning. I don't own anything that's green. 
Huh. Yep. Can't find, not, can't find yellow peeps and wears, has nothing has no green. green. Yeah. That makes no sense. Kathy, the Philadelphia Eagles are your football well, team. Well, yeah, like, I, have I have an Eagles sweatshirt, and I did see that, but there's, that's not St. Patty's. Green that. That's not St. Patty's Day. It's Eagles. Isn't that green? But I guess, no, it's no. not. Green is just not. I was looking at my closet. I'm like, you have nothing green. Like, okay. it's just not, I guess, it's not my color. What to wear, what to wear. Yeah. Uh, well, everybody... Uh, also, Marissa's... I don't care about St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> wow. Where's wearing green? Connor wearing green? Nope. Uh, how about Nick Murphy? No. no gr- wow. Well, he's he's from Sweden. Oh, okay. <laughs> Murphy is just a stage right. name. Well, anyhow, some of us are going to have at least a little bit of uh, spirit today. That's right. Um, we have some other things that are going on live on Fox Good Day. We will do that. Uh, we have uh, Jay Wright on the show. Uh, Nova heading into March Madness, and he is calling us live from Indianapolis. That's what we're going to do a Zoom with him, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, nice. Uh, and we're going to have comedian Nate Bergazzi, who's going to be on the show, and he has his second Netflix special, uh, which is coming out uh, tomorrow, I believe. So we'll yep. talk to him a little bit later on. We have a secret text word uh, chance for you to win a download of the sci-fi thriller Comic Sin starring Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo, our buddy. So just text word secret to 39333. And uh, we'll bounce a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call in with that word. Designated caller will win, and we'll grab a random texter as well. So remember, the word secret. Text it to 39333. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. The entertainment stories, a stupid question. It's on the way, and we'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. In ShopPlay Win Monopoly at Acme, every ticket wins an offer, a prize, or tokens for sweepstakes. It's easy to play. There's no game board. Just scan your tickets from checkout in the ShopPlay Win app and see what you won. With over 230 million in prizes and money-saving offers, you could be a winner. No purchase necessary. See rules at ShopPlayWin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Acme, official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so the stupid question we're going to ask this morning is one that's uh, that deals in St. Patrick's Day. So, oh, and by the way, the prize is a digital download of Wonder Woman 1984. So the question that I have for you is this. What was the first year Chicago dyed its river green for hmm. St. Patrick's Day? 215-263-WMMR. I was looking at video of that yesterday. Yeah. Man, do they dye it dark green. They dye it dark green, and the word was they or weren't going to... green, I gonna, should say. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That they weren't going to do it this year. And yeah. they kind of surprised everyone by sending the boats out there and doing it. Yeah. Uh, so let's see if you know what the first year was that Chicago did that. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Today is Wednesday, March 17th. A lot of cool birthdays on St. Patrick's Day that I had, guess, forgotten about. And we'll start one. Guy's got definitely an Irish last name. Patrick Duffy. Patrick ah. Duffy. One of our all-time favorite interviews. He's great. From Dallas, Patrick Duffy celebrates his 72nd birthday today. Just a totally likable guy. He totally is. self-deprecating. Um, Dallas, and then the show that was Suzanne Summers' case, what was it? Oh, the guy. Sitcom. Oh, oh. It was, it was step by step. Step by step, step. yeah. Oh, God, I forgot about For that. For the longest time, had his own parking spot at South Park Studios. <laughs> yes, a personalized <laughs> yeah. spot for Permanent. Patrick Duffy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, he turned 72 years old today. Uh, it's also Kurt Russell's birthday today. Love Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah. he's one of those guys that just is just always awesome, no matter what. That's a bucket list interview for the show. Yeah. If we could get Kurt, but I don't want a ten minute 
tour thing. I want in the studio for a while because that career is amazing. Yep, Casey, I know you're uh, deep into the Marvel universe, and I, I rewatched uh, uh, Guardians two not that long ago. Obviously, plays um, a, a pivotal character, and I saw a, a deep dive into who that character is and the backstory on ego. it. And there might ego, yeah, yeah there, ego. there might be um, at some point down the road a spinoff of that of, of the backstory of those um, those like legends of the universe. You know, it's pretty cool. By the way, oh, go ahead. No, no, that's it. I I, I picked Guardians two. As having what I think is the most emotional MCU oh. moment for me, which is the funeral at the end. Yeah. Which is so beautiful. The music helps. Yep. It he, sure does. He turns uh, 70 years old today, Kurt Russell. Uh, it's also Gary Sinise's birthday today. Oh, I told you there's some, there's some great ones. Lieutenant Dan. I don't want ice cream. Uh, <laughs> who uh, tours with the Lieutenant Dan Band, uh, by the way. What a good uh, guy, too. He does so uh, yeah. much for veterans. And he's yeah. the real deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want gelati, you idiot. <laughs> uh, he turns uh, 66 today. <laughs> Is that Vicky? He, no, it's, it wasn't that he wasn't up for a cool treat. I got you. It just was the wrong one. <laughs> Uh, he turned 66 today. Uh, it's also Rob Lowe's birthday today. I love Rob Lowe. Another great <laughs> this one, This is right? a cool. You got a whole bunch of the cool ones. Yeah. So uh, he's been in so many good things throughout the years. Uh, he turns 57 years old today. I'll tell you where he's really good is in the original miniseries for uh, the, the stand. He was uh, he was excellent. Yeah. He played uh, the character Nick, the deaf one. You know, which they kind of... I watched the new version. I told you. They skirted that character? Yeah, they did. Yeah. That they, was a cool they, character. They could have done so much more, and they didn't, but um, he turns 57 today. Uh, the ultimate rock and roll wife, Patty Boyd, ex-wife yeah. of both George Harrison <laughs> and Eric Clapton. The song Layla was oh. written to woo her woo! from George Harrison yeah. in, in, in so many words, I guess. But no, he, he wrote it for her. It's essentially about her. And yet they they stayed friends yeah. after the whole thing. Yeah, George yeah. And, and Patty remained very close, and, uh, you know, and it's pretty wild, but she must be a pretty special woman. Yeah. She turns uh, 77 <laughs> years old. Can suck a tennis ball to a garden house. Oh, <laughs> uh, Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins fame uh, turns 54 years old today. Yeah. And that's another one. And uh, his former bandmate, Melissa Alfdemar, bass player. She's 49. She was in Smashing Pumpkins. I love Smashing Pumpkins. I, um, Dude, the, the Siamese are... Dream is like, it's a perfect album. Oh, you, know, you love it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really do. Nice. What concert, Steve? I'm sorry. No, I just, I, I, I that's a concert I've always wanted to, to make it to. But you, you, I think you run the risk a lot of times if, if Billy's in a very experimental mood or if right. you're going to get... The stuff you want to hear. Uh, so he's 54. Melissa Oftimar is 49. She was also in the band Hole. Uh, and then you have uh, John Sebastian, who was the former leader of the Lovin' Spoonful. And, of course, he had hits on his own as well. He did Welcome Back, Cotter, right? He did Welcome Back, Cotter. Yes, absolutely. And that was his theme. That was a hit. That was a big hit, that song. Welcome yeah. Back. Uh, and what else? And he had some other uh, solo hits as well. Was it? Was he Raindrops? That wasn't him. No, Raindrops keep falling on my head. No, was, yeah. that was um, Sebastian... Cabot from Family Affair. No, no, no. That was, uh, I, I remember who, did who it that? was, and I forgot it now. Um, I'll get it for you. B.J. Thomas, thank you. There you go. was a great band. Uh, he is 77 years old today, John Sebastian. Uh, Mia Hamm, the women's soccer star, uh, turns 49 years old for the longest time, like the poster gal for American women's professional yeah. soccer. Yeah. I mean, she would just dominate. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, happy 49th to her. 
And then the final birthday I saw worth mentioning is John Boyega. Ah. Star Wars Force Awakens and The Last Jedi as well. Just won an award. I think it was the Golden Globes. He it? is 29. And actually, Nick, there was one more you had pulled up. He used to have local ties, and that was Kyle Corver. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I don't know how old he is He's 40 today, today which is what? amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and he's not, not currently on a team. I, uh, he was on the Bucks last year, and he sort of bounced around over the last few, but he hasn't officially retired. So Do we have a picture of him out in the... Uh, I think so. Yeah. He, he looks like Ashton Kutcher. Super nice guy and has the looks of a male model. <laughs> yeah, I, went, yeah, yeah. I went to a Pearl Jam show with him once. He was professional basketball, yeah? Yeah, he's a big Pearl Jam fan. He, oh. he was in one of those pickup games with Jeff Amen, and uh, yeah, he's a okay. good dude. I was friends with Kyle when he first got here. They um, took him when, when I think he it may have even been before he signed with the team, and he was... Uh, he was a really nice guy. I believe, I think there's a like a, a mini documentary on him and his family. I think one of his brothers passed away, and it was uh. like a terrible story. And mm. they um, they did this, the, I, I, you know, sort of a background story on him. And I think him and all his brothers have like K names. Um, and they're like Kyle, super, Kendall, yeah, Chloe. Well, well, like that. But I think right. they're all yeah. super close. Nick and, pulled up the information: Clayton, Caleb, and Kirk. Okay, all who played Division One basketball. Yeah. Uh, but Kirk, I, what Kirk are the passed, odds? Kirk passed away in t- uh, 2018. Okay, so, so maybe that's what, what Nick focuses around. No, interesting. All right, well, and they were like by news. his bedside, and oh, like it was, man. yeah, it was terrible. Wow. This is a sad story. Okay, well, hopefully he's having a, a better a day better today birthday. on his birthday, St. Patrick's Day. All right, we're going to go to the phone and see if we can get an answer to this. What was the first year Chicago died? It's River Green for St. Patrick's Day. And I kid you not, our first caller and number one here is Patrick. Patrick! So we have to go to a guy named Patrick on St. Patrick's Day. Patrick, good morning. Guys, happy St. Patrick's Day! You guys rock. Hey, thank you, bud. I appreciate it. All right, what year was it? Chicago first died. The River Green, 1962. You got to do it. Hold on a moment, Pat. We, sir, are going to give you a digital download of Wonder Woman 1984. New era of wonder begins as Wonder Woman faces her greatest foes yet, and you can look for it on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray. DVD and digital. All right, we got some stories to get to. We're going to start with this. I haven't had a chance really. It's been so weird what's been going on at the Bachelor, Bachelorette, that whole thing. And first off, we we don't care a lot. And second right. off, it's hard to make heads or tails of what's going on. I like it when it's less serious and, and more what we get out of the stupidness. What we know it to goofy. be. Yeah, yes. stupid. So Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell are speaking out after he gave Kirkconnell the final rose on The Bachelor, but then broke up with her after her racially charged Instagram photos from 2018 were surfaced, setting off a heated debate online and ultimately resulting in Chris Harrison stepping down from his hosting duties. Uh, fans will recall Chris came under fire for defending Kirkconnell. On Tuesday, James appeared on Good Morning America to sort through his feelings and how it, in many ways, it reflected the struggles the entire country is grappling with. James said, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I felt the weight of everything that I was carrying throughout the season and with what we are dealing with as a country and having to explain that, why it was problematic to me and our relationship, which was extremely difficult. On After the Final Rose, the show, uh, (laughs) James told Kirkconnell... Uh, if you don't understand that something that like that is problematic in 2018, there's a lot of me that you won't understand. I stepped back and let her do the work she's committed to doing. Uh, as uh, for missing the opportunity to explore other relationships on the show, James stated, uh, the conversation that have come from everything that's taken place are more important than anything I could have left with. And if that means that I leave under the circumstances that I left with, then so be it. 
Now, following the After the Rose show... After the After the Rose. ...in which they revealed their split, she posted a message on Instagram saying that she never expected this outcome but hoped for the future. She said, I knew from the first night I met Matt that he was something special and I was praying to share something exceptional between the two of us. I love you. If that's what was meant to be. I love you. She drew alongside a series of photos of her and the other contestants. I love you. Uh, she said... You don't love me? While I never... I love you. Well, I never yes, ex- you love me. expected this outcome. I respect his I changed de- my mind. decision completely. Yeah. Of course, I wish circumstances were different, but I feel blessed for the time we did have together and the <laughs> memories we made. So here they try to do something. They're going to evolve the show, and it blows up in their face. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, does it blow up in a way that gets ratings? Maybe. So maybe that, you know, that's. I'm sure the executives aren't concerned with that. We'll have to see. All right, moving on to other things. Uh, Elliot Page sat down with Time Magazine to discuss his transgender journey. In fact, he's the first transgender male to ever appear on the cover of the magazine. Uh, The Umbrella Academy star revealed that he had surgery to remove his breast tissue uh, with the goal of having a more masculine appearance. He had said, it has completely transformed my life, adding that while surgery doesn't define being trans... It gave him the freedom to escape what he called the total hell that was puberty. You know what pisses me off is that um, he, he he looks good now. He looked good before and looks good now. Like better good looking look- is good looking. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's like I can't even get a break. <laughs> I know, it, it, I know. It's not fair. Yep, yep. Uh, so Paige said that he first felt like a boy at age nine uh, when he was allowed to cut his hair short. Said, I wanted to be a boy. I would ask my mom if I could be someday. Paige came out as transgender in December. His wife, Emma Portner, said that she was so proud of Paige at the time that the pair has since split. Uh, Paige filed divorce uh, for divorce in January and said that they split in summer and have remained close friends. Who does he look like now? Um, what actor? I, I keep uh, the, the time cover is making me think of an actor, and I, well, I can't. He looks young. Yeah, thought, he looks thinking, like Elliot from ET. Okay, I mean, uh, Steve. The, the thought Tom? that occurred to me was um, Justin Bieber. Yeah, okay. there's a Bieber there. The uh, sort of the um, the pose as well, the posture, right? Totes McBeebs. How about? Um, oh man, now I'm forgetting his name. Uh, great actor. Uh, used to be on uh, Third Rock from the Sun. When oh, he was Joseph, oh, Joseph Levin. Levin. Just yes, teeny yeah. bit maybe. Yeah. You know, right. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so two very good looking guys, by the way. Yes, you yeah. suck. He said of the public reaction, um, what I was anticipating was a lot of support and love. And a massive amount of hatred and transphobia, and that's essentially what happened. Uh, his name trended on Twitter in more than 20 countries after the announcement. Time had noted he gained more than 400,000 new followers on Instagram on that day alone. Page wants to pay it forward for trans youth. He said uh, there were no examples of, of growing up in Halifax in the 1990s. Uh, there are many queer people who have felt that that how they feel deep inside isn't a real thing because they never saw it reflected back at them. Quick question here. On the, on the bottom right-hand corner of the magazine, is that a dog? Looks, looks like, a, like dog. a dog. yeah. Okay. I can't tell if the, if the dog is facing Elliot or if it's facing... It just looks like a mop. Oh, is that <laughs> the tail? Like it's facing to the side. I think it's its head. Well, I... Uh, okay. That's so what I, I see. I look for like, a butthole. That'll I'm, help you determine. Wait, I see a blue dress. <laughs> I feel like the dog is actually facing Elliot, but like has its head turned to the to the In a right. Very sexy way. Yeah, it might yeah. be that. Oh, hey, come hither. <laughs> Other celebs who have transitioned include Alexis Arquette, Lana, and Lily Wachowski, uh, Laverne Cox, and Caitlyn Jenner, of course. 
A press release says yes about this next story, but his lawyer says no. This is the question, answering the question, is Pete Davidson married? Well, is he? Well, a press release from a production company saying that he got married is completely false, according to Pete's lawyer. Uh, Davidson's attorney said not a word of is it, a word of it is true. Mr. Davidson has no idea who this person is. We are investigating and considering all legal and equitable remedies. Uh, the release discussed the launch of Bodega Cats Presents and claimed Davidson founded the company with his pal Michelle, whom he is married. Um, and uh-huh. Michelle uses the pronouns they and them and claims on the fake site that they went to University of Rochester and started the company with Davidson to increase diversity and belonging in the entertainment industry by curating experiences that have a cultural and social impact. Huh? So, uh, yeah, it's kind of, this is uh, a mystery. Makes no sense. And the lawyer saying no. Let's go back to The Bachelor. So it's weird. Yeah. Uh, Davidson, hmm, of course. That's a mystery. Was previously engaged to Ariana Grande and has since dated uh, Kai Gerber and Kate Beckinsale, as well as several others. Uh, Sharon Osbourne called colleague, uh, this is according to uh, reports actually from Leah Remini, who spoke to journalist Yashir Ali, that Sharon Osbourne called colleague Julie Chen slanty eyes and lesbian actress Sarah Gilbert a pee licker. So Leah Remini, I forgot, was I guess a... um, On the show? Like a panel member on on the talk. Yeah, she was a a host member. I forgot about it too. So Osbourne's publicist, Howard Bragman, told uh, Yashir uh, Yashar Ali... Uh, in a statement, the only thing worse than a disgruntled former employee is a disgruntled former talk show host. For 11 years, Sharon has been kind, collegial, and friendly uh, with all of her hosts, as evidenced by throwing them parties, uh, inviting them to her home in the U.K., and other gestures of kindness to many to name. Uh, Sharon is disappointed but unfazed and hardly surprised by the lies, the recast of history, and the bitterness coming out at this moment. Uh, she will survive this, as she always has, and her heart will remain open and good because she refuses to let others take her down. She thanks her family, friends, and fans for standing by her and knowing her true nature. And I believe we have an audio clip There's a clip Sharon. of her saying where, wow. where she believes she stands now as far as the show progressing. Okay, here we go. I wish that we could go on and have a adult conversation calmly and work it out. But I don't know whether we can. I don't know whether it's gone past that. But I don't know whether I even want to go back. I don't know whether it's... I don't know whether I'm wanted there. So there's, uh, they're on a, a hiatus right now because they're investigating. Yeah. So I don't know. You got to remember that on. Julie Chen left the show because her husband, yeah, Les Moonves, Moonves was embroiled. There's been a whole bunch of controversies associated with that show. Yeah, she's has this and these allegations coming out, and then she has emails of a lot of the people who are supposedly, you know, you don't know that she attacked, sending very, as you said. Um, uh, Good and and positive emails back and forth, and thank you for throwing me a party and blah blah blah. So who knows? I don't know uh, when this is going to break. Yeah, why, why lie? I mean, for for Leah Remini's sake, why? I, I I believe it or not, I I tend to seeing what I've seen, and it's all anecdotal. But I t- I I tend to believe Leah Remini. I just something about her rings true to me, and well, I'm pro- and I may be an idiot for thinking that. We'll see where this goes. Uh, I have some SNL news. Uh, they will return March 27th with three back-to-back shows, first hosted by Maya Rudolph, which should be a lot of fun. I love Maya Rudolph. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor in his role, uh, role in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, has been and has been nominated for an Academy Award for the same role, is going to host on April 3rd. 
Uh, St. Vincent will be the musical guest. Uh, Carrie Mulligan, who was nominated for Best Actress in the Oscars for a role in Promising Young Woman, will host the, for the first time on April 10th. And she will be joined on the show by Kid Cootie. Kid Cootie? Cootie. Kid is Cootie. It, is it Cuddy or Cootie? It's I Cuddy. don't know. You tell uh, Is it Cuddy? Cuddy. Yeah. Is she, I would prefer Kid Cootie. Right. Is she still with Marcus Mumford, though? She is. I'm surprised that he's not. Per- well, I guess yeah, she's her own person. Yeah, it's never. Well, do they do? They don't really. The host doesn't get to say who the no, guest no, is. No, no, no. Unless yeah. the host is the musical guest. Yeah, and that's happened. That has happened. Yeah, yep. Uh, let's see. Ashley Olsen was seen out with boyfriend Louis Eisner in New York City. Uh, the Looking the, good, Louis. Under the radar. <laughs> Feeling good, Todd. Billy Ray. Uh, Billy Ray. That's right. Yeah. Get Todd. I don't know. Well, Todd's in the Todd movie, Todd was too. in the movie, yeah. yeah. Todd's a different character. That playboy. Yeah. Uh, the under-the-radar couple is rarely photographed together. The pair were spotted uh, dining with Sarah Moonbez, editor-in-chief of W. She related to... I was wondering that very question. And her boyfriend, photographer Jeff uh, Einrichsen, mm-hmm. and uh, Ultra... Ultron? Ultron? Paradiso. I, they didn't. And they, at the end of the Ultron movie, they didn't establish him. He'd been fully destroyed. Well, no, it, it wasn't Ultron. It was Ultro. Oh, okay. Ultro. Ultro's his sister. Paradiso. And this they, is my sister. And they were eating at an Italian eatery in Soho. Seven. By the way, if Seven. I may, I just watched. <laughs> I just watched Age of Ultron again, and uh, I did too. James Spader does a great job. He's actually yeah. does a great job. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, so, what? So, so have. So have. Oh, just one more time, I have to say it. So, say. So, so. so. uh, we are very, very close to seeing Zack Snyder's Justice League hit, <laughs> Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, on HBO Max. Now, we know that, uh, the four-hour epic will go live on Thursday, but Warner Brothers has never officially said what time it will be available for fans to view it. Conventional wisdom in the age of streaming would suggest that at midnight Pacific time or 3 a.m. Eastern time is the likely spot for the revamped cut of Justice League. Uh, that is, after all, uh, when we got the new stuff, uh, when we get new stuff on Netflix and Disney Plus. But that's not the case with every streaming service. Hulu, for example, drops new episodes of its shows in prime time. Yeah, and HBO Max is also a bit of a wild card. They dropped Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time. The best piece of info out is that uh, the is uh, there's a um, a movies the the movies official site has a timer on it that's yeah. counting down to four a.m. But the problem is the clock is kind of simple and it doesn't account for time zone. So no matter where you are, it counts down to four a.m. Oh, it's even more difficult. It's actually just a sundial, Preston. This is uh, a recent tweet from Zach himself. All right, who we're going to have on the show when tomorrow? Tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay. Uh, it says, join me Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific for the official Zack Snyder Justice League watch party screening. I'll dropping be dropping in for a bit to answer some of your questions live before the screening. Please RSVP. Now, that doesn't mean... Right. No. It could be on before then. Yeah. But there's going to be official screening that you can watch so, with Zack. So we'll ask him tomorrow. Yeah, yeah a lot of we'll people... Know tomorrow. He's very good to his his uh, hardcore fan base, and so uh, any a lot of people have had YouTube channels and so on and so forth that have dealt, you know, that that, that are um, uh, involved with this stuff or focus in on the these movies uh, have got to see uh, advanced screeners. So uh, and uh, the, the the word is coming back. It sounds good. I'm very excited. Yeah, I was reading uh, something yesterday, and it was essentially saying that critics can't quite agree on it. That, yeah, that they're either that, that it's. Uh, yeah, is it really good? Uh, I've, I've seen, yeah, it's really good. It's, yeah. Is it better than the last one? Yes. Uh, but do they still love it? I don't know. So who knows? I like the first one. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I can't, 
I think it's going to be a win-win no matter what in my uh, yes, personal I agree. Re- realm. Uh, this sounds pretty cool. HBO has cast Adrian Brody as Pat Riley for its series oh. on the 1980s era Los Angeles Lakers. Wow. Riley, wow. of course, led the Lakers to four NBA titles as the head coach during that era. Coach, what happened to your nose? Uh, <laughs> it's based on the Jeff Perlman book called Showtime, Magic, Kareem, Riley, and the Los Angeles Lakers dynasty of the 1980s. Uh, the untitled show will dramatize the professional and personal lives of the 1980s team described in the series Logline as one of sports' most revered Excuse me, in dominant dynasties, a, t- a team that defined its era both on and off the court. You, you know, uh, here, here's the thing, Steve. Adam McKay is directing. Ah, oh, there you oh, go. That's, he loves basketball. Our friend. He, yeah, of course. You know what's interesting? As I watch this um, this rock series, a sitcom about his childhood. Yeah. Uh, there are so many notable characters, uh, athletes. Like last night, he was talking about his um, his years playing or year playing college football, and he's bringing up all these athletes from the past, and there are actors who are playing these notables. And I'm thinking, it's not something you usually see a lot where they have people that are sort of still fresh in our memory. Right, being portrayed. Uh, this this much, and yeah. it, I kind of like it. It's kind of yeah. cool. Uh, Jason Clark stars as Jerry West, the cantankerous torture genius of basketball and one-time Lakers general manager. John C. Riley will play former Lakers owner Jerry Buss, with Quincy Isaiah and Solomon Hughes as former Lakers legends Irvin Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, respectively. That could be really good. I wonder if they're going to go into the 1983 series where the Sixers swept them in the finals. Uh, <laughs> you think they'll touch on that? Yeah. Uh, it's probably such a sensitive <laughs> issue. They wouldn't want to go there. All right. And then we'll do uh, one more story, and it does have to do with basketball. Shaquille O'Neal's first experience with Icy Hot is something he will literally never forget. <laughs> The NBA legend shared the hysterical story on the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast explaining he was once forced to leave an NBA game early after a team trainer used the blue gel too high when treating an injured leg. Oh, no. And he said, uh, I always used to see Icy Hot in the locker room, and one day I had kind of a thigh bruise, and the guy rubbed it, but he rubbed it too high. During the game, my little guys started getting hot. Like, really hot. Like, I thought something was wrong. He said the pain eventually got so intense that he couldn't play. He couldn't continue the game. He said, I got to the point where I was like, hey, man, I think I need a doctor. He said, my little guys are on fire. I don't think they're that little. No, they're probably beach balls. Uh, O'Neal said he left the court, made a beeline for the showers, but the water only spread the icy hot around, making the situation (laughs) way worse. Big mistake. Thankfully, Shaq said that there was a janitor in the locker room who suggested that he use milk to kill the burn. Now, I've never heard that about Icy Hot or any of those gels that milk will help. Milk is kind of a go-to. It's what we use. In case it's what you use to help Joe, our yeah, intern that, Joe, when we sprayed hot sauce. That in his ass. But that's another story. He said, so now I'm in the shower pouring milk on my boys, and the guys are coming in. They're looking at me like, what in the hell are you doing? Uh, but the milk, apparently it worked for him. Uh, Shaq knew firsthand the pain-relieving product did, too. So he signed an endorsement deal (laughs) with Icy Hot. And many years and big checks later, Big Diesel still works for Icy Hot, the brand. I've had that. I've had that happen with, Mm -hmm. you know, occasionally. And it's uh, you cannot even describe. I can completely commiserate with that feeling that he had where he's thinking, oh, oh, this is really bad. Uh I need a doctor. Yep, yep. All right, we're ready for clips. 
In season four of Snowfall, it's 1985, and the demand for crack cocaine in South Central has never been higher. In this clip, Damson Idris looks back at becoming his character Franklin during the beginning stages of production. Here we go. The, I think the main thing to remember is when that was... Re- Sorry. What is that? Who is That's that the next clip. All right. This is Dasmond Idris looking back at becoming his character Franklin during the beginning stages of production. It was beautiful to be thrown into the deep end from so early so that when we finally did start the show and I was cast, I knew that that was the standard. That was the bar. Show up to work every day just as Franklin. Stay in American accent all day. Mm-hmm. And that's something I did. You should be medicated. Uh, a new episode of Snowfall uh, airs tonight, 10 o'clock, and that is on FX. Here's the next clip. So like we said earlier, we're one day away from Zack Snyder's Justice League, streaming on HBO Max. And here, Zack Snyder forewarns fans that the leaked storyboard that's been circulating on the Internet is not what we're getting in the final product. Here we go. The, I think the main thing to remember is when that was written, it was constantly evolving. That was like a snapshot of where the story was. In the, in the broad strokes, that's a very good idea about what I had planned. But I think what it actually evolved into was very is very different than what that is. Yeah! Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's HBO Max tomorrow, and uh, we are very excited for that. Tremendously excited. Yep. I think I might buckle and watch it all tomorrow. Really? Go yeah, for it, yeah, man. Yeah. Do yeah. it. Do it. I, I had planned for Friday, but let's see if I can have any semblance of restraint. All right, and that's the entertainment report for today. Uh, Remember, we do have a secret text word. Today we have a chance for you to win a digital download, the sci-fi thriller Cosmic Sin. That's Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo in that. So text the word secret to 39333. If you guess on the program, we're talking to Jay Wright today, Yes, we are. Getting ready for the tourney. And we also have uh, Nate Bergazzi on, and we're going to go live on Fox Good Day as well, and it's St. Patrick's Day. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you hang with us. MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. Hey, it's A. Patrick's Day! Hey, hey, hey. Oh, my God! Hey, uh, many times we'd be screaming our heads off <laughs> doing a live broadcast at a uh, at a pub, at a bar, something. Uh, but uh, obviously not happening uh, in these days. Uh, but nonetheless, still worth a uh, little chit-chat about St. Patrick's Day. And- I, I think it can serve as, a, you know, obviously we will maintain a little bit of the spirit in anticipation of next year's yes. debacle. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, listen, some of my favorite events have been... Our St. Pat. Now there are a lot of work. There's no two ways about it. Yep. But the St. Patrick's Day shows the uh, when we would do finish up our show and then wander over to Pierre's show and then go all day and, and you know it's just something amazing. And then if you had a good weather situation, yeah, spectacular. Yeah, I've had great I, memories. I have great, great memories of what, and actually some terrible weather afterwards. I remember coming out Snow. of um, uh, yeah, out of Wake. Yeah, and, yeah, it was just slushy, snowy stuff on the ground, but also. Just having a beautiful spring, almost summer-like day coming out of uh, oh. that, that, that broadcast as well. Couldn't God. be better. Yeah. Finnegan's Wake. Oh, What my a pit that was. God. And we can say that because it's not we, open yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's been closed for several years now. But that place, uh-huh. 
uh, towards the tail end was disgusting. It was a disaster, oh. and, and and the bathroom was always. You might as well be going in Fallujah. It what? was. It was. Oh. The, it was. It was like they didn't even bother with toilet privacy, paper and stuff. Privacy and toilet privacy. paper. We're, we're just. <laughs> those were bizarre women. concepts. The door was the, imaginary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. It was a beaded curtain. In yeah. the women's bathroom, the door, it shut, but there was no, like, locking mechanism or anything. And it didn't shut all the way. So, you're right. Privacy was yeah. just, like, not a nope. thing. When they did have the door, in the men's bathroom anyway, uh-huh. Kathy, it was a it was a wood plank yeah. with yeah. a big spring strung across it. Yeah. Oh, ours uh, didn't even have a spring. Oh, it didn't really? Yeah, it would slap oh. you in the face if you weren't oh. aware it was there. And I don't oh, know it if just they, smelled like piss. I don't know if they ever cleaned it, because uh, we would get there at 5 in the morning no, when nobody was, else was no. there. And you would figure, okay, if there's a time yeah. where I can use the bathroom and it's not, never. and it was, it was. There, uh, Ours it, never had toilet paper. Casey, the same thing when we would walk in. Well, that's be what the there soda bread at, is for. <laughs> <laughs> there was no toilet I'm like, I guess yeah. they, they just start off with no toilet paper, hoping that it doesn't get clogged. Thing, I don't know. The thing with Finnegan's press is that it was like, uh, it was like the, uh, like a like a like a Bond villain's lair. There were rooms hidden yeah. behind rooms, hidden behind rooms. It was just the most yeah, bizarre there were, uh, open uh, layers that went up. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was a really strange configuration the way that was. And some of the things we did there, we oh did things that God. are flat out illegal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Really? We, like what? Uh, Kathy, the, the the potato gun inside. <laughs> oh wait, that where yeah. was that? That was a Finnegan's way. Was. With oh people God. around. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had like was a, no good. A, I didn't like that. A combustion, <laughs> oh, you know, a, a, yes. a gun, a, a cannon of sorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we would shoot that thing yeah. off inside. It was yeah. loud. I, how somebody yeah. didn't get Lose an appendage or something. Right. I don't know how, but that was <laughs> I, that, uh, my bad on yeah, that. Sorry. By well, listen, sorry. no, not sorry. bad. Listen, you look back and we didn't kill anyone, so yeah. you're good. Oh wow. man, I uh, it was the closest I ever got to getting punched by you in the face. <laughs> oh, you <yeah. laughs> <laughs> so mad. He almost shot Preston with the gun. No, no, what was no. It? Why? I punched him in the face with it with a microphone. With the microphone. Oh, that's right. he, he needed he needed both of his hands, so I was holding the microphone for him. <laughs> And he went down, and I went up at the same time, and I got him right in the mouth. Yeah. And it so wasn't, it didn't have one of these little <laughs> popper stoppers on it. It no. was straight up metal uh-huh. on his lips and teeth. Yep. And he looked at me like, you mother. <laughs> He's like, there are By the way, a thousand people right now, and if there wasn't, I would. <laughs> you need to remember her. We also, whenever we do this, we were we were like, hey, we we want to we want to meet you, want to say hi to you, and we ha- the crowd was literally all around us. There were no yeah. red robes or stuff like that. It was no. like it was all. Everyone was right there. Oh, they were leaning over onto the stage. onto the stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. That. We did another contest there one time, and listen, we tried to we tried to find all the. All the trappings of St. Patrick's Day yeah. and, and do a riff on them for, for contests and prizes. Just spectacle stuff. Sure. Just to be outrageous. And I remember one time we did a, um, it was almost like, like bobbing for apples. But instead of that, we had a, we had, we had a fish tank full of snakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you had to we I we had I think we had potatoes in there and you had to go in there with your mouth and get the potatoes uh, out oh from God. these snakes with your mouth. Well, because St. Patrick uh, chased the snakes yeah, exactly, out of exactly, exactly. Yeah. And now they weren't poisonous or anything like no, that. No. But we, we tried, but we couldn't find but it. Still. Right. Oh God. <laughs> Memory. And why? Why even St. Patrick's Day? Why do we? Why is it? Why? Okay. So I have some <laughs> legends and myths yes. debunked. Steve sent this to me from the History Channel about St. Patrick's Day. But but question. Outside of these other things, which I'm going to touch on, which have to do with the snakes being chased out of Ireland and things like that and leprechauns, how did it become 
that massive drinking party that it has been for decades? Anybody know? I have a theory. Okay. Well, it's that um, we are on the edge of spring and people are tired of January and February and they were looking for an excuse to get out and hit the bars. And I think it just sort of evolved into this drinking day of, you know what, here's an excuse. It's, you know, occasionally, Casey, as you referenced earlier, you get some nice days and we're just, we're on the precipice of, of, of spring. I can I see know, that maybe. as being part of the um, part of the reason. But in Ireland, you know, having gone and loving Ireland to death, um, there's there's they don't really need an excuse. You know, it, it's they're they're up and partying all the time. So uh, which is very cool. I but, don't know. I don't know why they they freely admit they don't take it to the level that we do. Actually, you're right. Yeah. Well, we were there, mm-hmm. and we were in Newcastle West, which was as indicative of a small Irish hamlet as you could possibly imagine. And it was actually more subdued. Yeah. They, yeah. Everybody went to the pub and hung yeah. out, and they were social, and they, they wore, you know, uh, they, they had their shamrocks on their, yeah, on their yeah, lapel yeah. and everything. Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely more, it was not what it is here. Yeah. Did you guys happen to see any St. Patty's activity over the weekend? Not a bit. Okay, not a shred. I, I did. I, did. Oh, I actually really? saw, I wasn't expecting it. And uh, I was down the shore. I was down in Wildwood. And uh, there was definitely um, where Keenan's is. Yeah. Uh, that's Old New Jersey Avenue or Old New Jersey Pike or Boulevard, whatever it is. But they blocked that off. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, they blocked that off. And there was, I don't know if they had a parade or they were supposed to have a parade or whatever. But I saw, you know, just packs of people all dressed in green going out. Now, Irish Weekend is late spring? Or? That, no, no, that's, that's, that's September. Oh, it's in fall. I think it's October. Is it October? I think it's yeah, October. It's, it's yeah. definitely fall time. It's I one of the 12 I, months. Yeah. I think that was part of the reason why I completely forgot. I didn't see anything like that, Casey. And yeah. even, like, the reminders of, like, the Aaron we, we Express. talked about earlier, right? the Aaron Express. Yeah, right. And, like, even stuff in the, I mean, I did see St. Patrick's Day stuff, you know, at, like, Michael's and places like that. Not but a like, lot. I, not a lot. Not that's a lot. Like, it because, was very yeah. minimal. Every, and, and then the, the Easter stuff quickly took it off the shelf, so I kind of, I just forgot about it. Yeah, it's true. And I, again, um, and again, I, I'm Irish, I'm a non-drinker, and I, th- th- this to me would be the greatest time and, and and to experience, even if I wasn't doing anything on the Air and Express, to see everybody enjoying it was a cool thing. But none of those things, you're right, Kathy, no. none of those things that are, serve as a reminder, no shy reminders. of Marissa making sure videos from our St. Patrick's Day broadcasts of the past are running in the uh, in the green room. Um, that wasn't a reminder to me because yeah. I kept looking at them going, God, those those poor girls, do they know that we still have this video and we're still playing it? <laughs> there was a girl, like, in a bra uh, strat- uh, straddling some guy who obviously was a stranger to her. And I'm like, I wonder what she does and if she has kids now. <laughs> Uh, and I've been watching the videos of the uh, the balloon popping game that we do. Uh-huh. With that. yeah, yep. That's been yep. a lot of fun. Uh, by the way, the Acme Lounge is where that video is running. Yes, it's thank awesome. you, Marissa. She yep. brought in the note. Um, all right, let me go through a few of these things. Uh, St. Patrick's Day legends and myths debunked according to the History Channel. Uh, and some of the things, well, we'll start with this, that St. Patrick was Irish. Uh, the one of, his pa- one of Ireland's patron saints, Patrick, was actually born in what is now England, Scotland, or Wales. Oh. Interpretations vary wildly uh, to a Christian deacon and his wife, probably around the year 390. 390. That's a that's a long time ago. According to the traditional narrative, at 16, he was enslaved by Irish raiders who attacked his home. They transported him to Ireland and held him captive there for six years. Patrick later fled to England, where he received religious instruction before returning to Ireland to serve 
as a missionary. Uh, now, another legend or myth that's been debunked is that he was British. His birthplace doesn't mean that he was a Brit. However, at least not technically, during his lifetime, uh, the British Isles were occupied by the Romans, a group that included Patrick's parents and thus the saint himself. It is unknown whether his family, thought to have been part of the Roman aristocracy, was of indigenous Celtic descent or hailed from a modern-day Italy. Uh, when Patrick penned the two surviving documents attributed to him, he wrote in Latin and signed his name uh, Patricius. Uh-huh. Uh, but according to some accounts, he was born uh, Maywin Sukkot. I always heard that he was Jewish Orthodox. Oh, really? Yeah, but okay. I guess that's debunked as well. Well, they don't cover it in this yeah. particular one. Uh, I always thought that he was a singer. No. 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 Now, another myth is that he brought Christianity to Ireland. Uh, but in 431, before Patrick began preaching in Ireland, Pope Celestine had reportedly sent a bishop known as Palladius to the Irish That's a cool name. believing in Christ uh, and an indication that some residents of the Emerald Isle had already converted by then. Uh, one theory holds that St. Patrick's of lore is actually an amalgamum of amalgam, I'm sorry, of two men, Palladius and the deacon's son who first visited Ireland as an enslaved man. So Palladius went, and he did, at that time in 390, which is the equivalent of a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, (laughs) and, uh, he said he wowed them. Uh, many people thought they were having to that they were going to have to be asked to invest in a timeshare, but it turned out it was a religion thing. Okay. Did yeah, he yeah. include any gifts or anything? He did. Like that yeah, yeah. They, they, all, they all got melon ballers. Okay. Nice. Uh, so another one of the big myth you hear: Saint Patrick's banished snakes from Ireland. Right. That he he chased them out. Yes. Legend has it that he stood on an Irish hillside and delivered a sermon that drove the island, get out! the island serpents into the sea. While it's true that the Emerald Isle is mercifully snake-free, chances are that's been the case throughout human history. Water has surrounded Ireland since the end of the last glacial period, preventing snakes from slithering over. So, no, like, nobody has, has had a pet snake that ever got loose, kind of like what's happening in the Everglades in, the, in Florida. And becoming invasive species. St. Patrick, we have a problem with pet snakes here. Can you do something? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't believe so, Casey. That's wild. So yeah, are there so. any... Okay, so just, just for point of reference, or perhaps you can check, uh, Nick, are, are, are is there any species of snake that's in, that's found on there are no There are no fossilized... Uh, Nothing. There's no evidence of right. snakes from what a, a story snake. I saw on the news this morning said right. that they, there are no fossilized... So that was easy for him to do that. ...evidence yeah. of snakes ever being on Ireland. I St. Patrick will chase the ostriches from Ireland. <laughs> but nothing uh, in England, Scotland, Wales, either. I think there are snakes in England. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, they're teetotalers. Uh, so uh, before uh, the glacial period, they, it was uh, blanketed in ice and too chilly for the cold-blooded creatures. Uh-huh. Scholars believe the snake story is an allegory, though, for St. Patrick's eradication of pagan ideology. I have heard That's that That's probably more, more aligned with what that happened. More of the sin he yeah. was chasing away. Get out. Uh, Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Now, the color green. Being associated with St. Patrick. Right? That's what you're led to believe. Yeah, but that's wrong. The Irish countryside may be shades of green, but knights in the order of St. Patrick wore a color uh, known as St. Patrick's blue. (laughs) Now, why did green become so... We all wear green for nothing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Listen, most of this stuff is is totally antithesis. It's not what it appears to be. So... Why did it become uh, the color? Why did it become so emblematic of St. Patrick that people began drinking green beer and doing all the other green stuff? 
Uh, the association probably dates back to the 18th century, while supporters of Irish independence used the color to represent their cause. And also, um, the shamrock became the official symbol the of shamrock, Ireland. The Emerald Isle. Yeah, the, All of those well. things that, it, that contribute. And it is. When you, when you go to Ireland, yeah. it is green. Oh, it my is, God. It uh, is green like it you've never so seen. It is so lushly yeah. beautiful green. It's, it's beautiful. Just, it's stunning. And, and and so you can see why that would be the color. I didn't see a lot of blue there, right? But who the hell knows? But that actually, was, St. Patrick brought snakes to Ireland. But that was Patrick's color. Blue was his thing. It looked great on him. Yeah, it looked great. Yes, eyes. he had yeah. a pet shop, Preston, like he a Pee big adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's lots of snakes. All right, so this next myth says popular St. Patrick's Day festivities have their roots in Ireland, uh, but that's apparently a myth. Uh, until the 1700s, St. Patrick's Day was a Roman Catholic feast. Only observed in Ireland and without uh, the raucous revelry of today's celebrations. Instead, the faithful spent the relatively somber occasion in quiet prayer at church or at home. Yeah, that seems like what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that a little different. Started to change when Irish immigrants living in the United States began organizing parades and other events on March 17th as a show of pride. What do you think uh, the odds were we would have done a live broadcast centered around quiet prayer? Yeah, for many people <laughs> around the world, uh, St. Patrick's Day has evolved into a secular ode to Irish culture in yes. general. I love Irish culture. Or at least an oversimplified version of it, characterized by parties, music, and iconic foods. When we were over there, and we were, as I said, Newcastle West, that, that to me is one of the great moments, uh, great times of my life. That visit, it. those authentic people, yeah. the pubs, the town itself was just a wonderful reminder uh, you know, uh, uh, it's like I, I'm a massive fan of the movie The Quiet Man. It'll probably air it on some channel today. Uh, and um, that's what you want it to be. And we were fortunate because we we kind of, we had a reason to be there. Yeah. So we were doing a live broadcast. There were other radio shows from around the country that were there, too. And we were focused in this pub. It was a Guinness uh, promotion called, uh, you know, Win a Pub in Ireland. And uh, so I wonder if it would have been different had we just been... Tourists who came and stayed at a hotel for several days and just kind of meandered around the town. It probably would have been a little not. different, but I know yeah. I know people who go all the time and, and relate similar experiences that the people are just that way. You right. know, like, oh, you remember we were in a pub one night that for all intents and purposes had, had closed. And, and so we, we were hungry and, and the, the pub owner actually went upstairs to her own kitchen and, got- and made food for <laughs> no us. No way. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. Do you think they eat Irish potatoes in Ireland? I don't know. As far as the uh, the treat goes, yeah. I probably not. I don't like them. I don't like them either. I don't yeah. Like, yeah, they're I, way too sweet. Too much. Yeah. Nah, I don't hate them. They're just uh, they have to be done right. So, like my sister, I will really I the ones she makes, I like those ones. What uh, what's unique about them? Any idea? Uh, you know what? I they're softer than like if you buy Irish the potatoes ones, are soft to begin with. No, yeah, but they're, they're yeah. But if you buy the ones that come in those. Boxes with the individual yeah. little like, you know, s- slots for them. Right. They tend to be a little bit harder because I feel like they've been made a little while. So they're just fresher. I guess maybe right. that's, that's, that's probably what it. it is. All right. Uh, Nick is going to look and see if they uh, if they eat those in Ireland or not. And listen, if you're Irish and you want to uh, weigh in on some of this stuff, feel free to let yeah, us come know. come on, Murph. 215-263-WMMR, uh, our number. Uh, and then here's uh, the last one on this list. Uh, corned beef is a classic St. Patrick's Day dish. Uh, it says here that in Ireland, uh, the type of bacon similar to ham is the customary protein on the on holiday table. Ooh, bacon. 
Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So corned beef, never a massive thrill for me. Oh, um, I, I love it. it. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jinx. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love, I love corned beef hash. Yeah. I, love, I uh, corned beef and cabbage. I Yum. like lo mein. <laughs> My mom will do ham and cabbage, but I prefer corned beef and cabbage. All right. Yeah. Uh, Steve, lo mein and cabbage? Oh, I got to love it. Yeah. yeah. And ramen. <laughs> Irish ramen is awesome. Uh, in the late 19th century, Irish immigrants in New York City's Lower East Side supposedly substituted corned beef, uh, which they bought from their Jewish neighbors in order to save money. Huh. And that's not to say salt-cured beef isn't a traditional Irish dish. Pork, however, has historically been more widely available on the Emerald Isle. Irish potato candy is a traditional Philadelphia confection. That, Shut up! That, yeah. despite its name, is not from Ireland and does not obviously contain any actual potato. The commercial confection is uh, coconut cream based uh, and it's uh, started right here in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah Teresa, figure... Teresa was going to weigh in on that very thing. Hey, Teresa, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Good. Good so, you, uh, good morning. Good morning, it. Uh, so you 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 knew that the, they were a Philly uh, concoction. I, did. I lived in Nashville two years ago for two actually a long time ago, but for two years and uh-huh. for the first St. Patrick's Day, I told everybody I would make Irish potatoes, and everybody looked at me like I was crazy, <laughs> and I showed up. To the party and with the Irish potatoes, and I started explaining what they were, and nobody had an idea. And then I went and researched and realized they were a Philadelphia thing. So oh. I never realized that they, they're from that. this area. I thought for no. sure that they were something that you uh, on St. Patrick's Day in Dublin you'd find mothers preparing for their kids and sure, 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 Irish yeah, potatoes yeah. or potatoes yeah. here because we're in Ireland. It would make sense. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Thank you, Teresa. Had no idea. Of course, it has coconut in it. Why why would you assume that 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 would be something you'd find in Ireland? Right. That's an Irish coconut. Yeah. Mm, That's really good, these Irish coconuts. The Irish palm trees are gorgeous. I had a bit of a flashback uh, this morning while the news was on, and they were showing some uh, sweeping shots of Ireland. Uh, They did swing by Blarney Castle. Yes. Um, Oh. And we went there. (laughs) Um, and it was really cool. Uh, it was neat. It's this, this is old, this is ancient castles falling apart. Yeah. And they're they're keeping it together, and you you actually you you go inside this tower and go to the top, and and uh, the Blarney Stone is up there. The stone is up, way up high at the very top. But there's a gap between. Uh, there, there, there's a gap where you can't get to it. It's kind of hard to explain. You'd have to, you'd have to see it. Right. Um, and it's Steve, I don't know, hundred feet up maybe. Oh yeah. I, I like assume that. it seemed, it, it was up high. It seemed high over, over yeah. 50 or 75 feet for sure. And so the way, if you want to kiss the Blarney stone, mm-hmm. you have to lay on your back and you have to, they have to hold on to you and you yeah. have to hang out over this gap. And reach out and kiss it upside down. Right. It's really weird. This is really uncomfortable position. Is that me? No. Okay. No. Then, no. But it's picture, similar. Yeah. Yeah. There's a picture of somebody doing it, and uh, and then you get the gift of the gab. Blah blah blah. I don't even know what the real story is. And cure syphilis. I cure syphilis. I cure, cure syphilis. I cannot imagine. The, 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 that certainly came to a halt during the pandemic. Right. The public kissing of a rock, but. Um, yeah, and they even say, if you want to do it, you can do it. You can certainly kiss it. And they, they, I didn't see any, like, antiseptic wipe go over with oh, it. No, it no, was no. just a collective, massive kiss. Did of, you kiss it? I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and I got too. syphilis. Yeah. Um, and we asked them, and I think we, we interviewed the guy who was at the top giving the tours or whatever. Yeah. We asked him if they would piss on it at night. 
uh, yes. when when the tourists weren't around, and he kind of laughed it off. But you know they do. They, 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 they yes. would f with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure they do. But it was the weirdest thing: people waiting in line to get up to do it. And uh, that, of course, is where you fell on your tailbone. Oh, God. In one of the loudest screams I've ever heard in my life. Oh, it hurt so mm. bad. I heard from outside the castle. They thought it was haunted. It was uh, It was going down into the dungeon. They had. They actually had a, a, a dungeon, which is just, um, you know, chambers, or I yeah. guess it would lock up bad people. <laughs> hey, that's me. And uh, <laughs> wait, let me give you one more. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> The stairs were wet. I slipped. I fell, and oh. I almost passed out from the pain. It yeah. felt so bad, man. Uh, but I would go back to Ireland in a heartbeat. Oh, I loved it there. Yeah, it was. That was probably one of my favorite places. My friend is it's a, so different than I think even other places in Europe. It's well, just it's what you want it to be, but so much more. Yeah, my friend owns a sheep farm in Donegal. Yeah. And, I mean, that's where he's from. And, he and spends all day planting sheep? No, no, he's here. I mean, he, he lives here in, in the Delco, but he... Oh, does he own... He's and he owns a Maintains sheep one over there? And, oh, wow. and maintains one over there, yeah. So oh. if, I, if I ever go over there, I have a place to stay. As long as he dresses as a sheep. <laughs> as long as I dress like a sheep. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't mind uh, doing a trip back there. We took uh, Parker along for our second trip yeah. there. And he was only... Um, he was less than a year old. Uh, we were brave to uh, to travel with him like that, but... Um, just don't do not do Dublin, I mean, unless you're going for like a day trip or whatever. Right. You don't have to spend the whole time in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dublin's it's nice. It's a city. It's, 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 it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a cool city, but get out to the countryside. That's, that's, where, you, that's where Ireland where is. It's beautiful. What's the main part of Dublin called or the where the college is? Uh, Temple Bar? Oh, I don't is know. That, uh, whatever Trinity that, College? Uh, yeah. I think, Temple Graydon. I, I think it was, I think the, the, Grandin. I think the Temple part Grandin. of Dublin, it was called Temple Bar. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, um, we were like, yeah, we want to stay, you know, close to that. And so our hotel, literally the, the window, uh, and by the way, no air conditioning, of mm, course. So, so good. So yeah. you had to leave the window open so you could get, you know, a nice flow of air. It was like a wave of screaming Irishmen mm. throughout the evening. Like uh-huh. it was at, it would be for, at like midnight when they were going from one bar to the next, then again at two, and then again at three, and then again at So different waves, <laughs> yes, different throughout the waves. night. Wow. I mean, people like screaming, yelling. There were instruments at one point, and we, thank God, we were only there for like two nights, I think, and then we went to Galway. But it was, we were like, okay, next time, I would, we're not going to stay right here. I'd love to revisit Newcastle West because to me, yeah. that was as. The 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 the, the Casey the, the creek ran through the town and, oh, it, had, I love and that. so it had all of the all of the things that you wanted to be there and and it just had that they, they burned peat over there yeah instead uh, of instead of wood in the yeah. fireplaces you can smell it everywhere and by the way that small town Steve I forgot <laughs> the number they told me like, but I, it was like fifty sixty four yeah. pubs what <laughs> in a town the size of media yeah 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 okay and yeah. how many bars are in media I don't know a dozen maybe <laughs> yeah not Something that like many that. not even that many yeah. like sixty four huh. Pubs, they're all right next to each all other. Right it's crazy. Each other. And doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Marissa just went to Ireland a couple of years ago, and I, it, with my friend's brother was your like personal taxi driver and uh, host, right? Yes. Remind me what town he took. Travis O'Bickle. <laughs> I have to remember because he literally was like, I don't know why my brother keeps sending people here to me. <laughs> and so Are you he, talking to me? He took us around and was like giving us the history. He took you to a prison, did he not? He took us to the p- prison and um, there was a very deep history of the town and I'm going to get it so incorrect so I'm not even going to guess. Okay. And my cousin and I were like, can you guys just like take us to like some like bars and keep boutiques? <laughs> I, 
Marissa, I wouldn't insult you by taking to those places. And he finally was like, I think I have a place to drop you off to. And he like dropped mm-hmm. us off in his little strip. And he's like, I'll be back in like two hours. This oh is God. the sewage treatment plant. So what I missed was like Galway. Galway, and you can just like take your little lunch and go sit on the crest and like watch the waterfalls and everything. And dingle? Yes. Right. Actually, yeah. Preston, when we were there, our our wives and our... Uh, my wife went and spent more time touring Ireland than I did the first time. And... uh I got to get back there and see some of the stuff she's. That's saw. pretty much the standard, yeah. though, for your wife yeah, going yeah. and you staying, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. kind of how it works. But we <laughs> Even out, now, we were out there for a wedding, so we did get to do that in a countryside, which is really cool. Did the uh, double decker bus, which I think is the best way to see Dublin in a day, okay? Because you just like hop on and off. But we were there over Fourth of July weekend. They celebrate Fourth of July as much as we celebrate Fourth ah, of July. Yeah. Okay, cool. that's cool. So, I think so it's, it's like St. Patrick's Day, like St. Patrick's Day here. <laughs> they do Fourth of July. I didn't know that. We so, had again. We we mentioned before. We had one of the most bizarre experiences when we were there during uh, the outbreak of uh, hoof and mouth yeah, uh, yeah, disease yeah. and uh, we were in a pub where there was literally nobody from Ireland was there. It was all people from other countries. Yeah. <laughs> big disappointment. So you guys, when I was your producer, went to Ireland twice and Hawaii once, right? And I stayed back at the <laughs> yes, studio you to push buttons. Yeah, fun? That was pretty great. Well, so when I was pushing buttons for you when you guys were in Hawaii, I watched a, like a hawk come down and kill a bunny. Uh, and I ran out. I was like, no! And I was what? like, so, you know, in the old production studio <laughs> uh, at Y100 Media, there was that yes. big field behind it. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there pushing buttons, and I saw this hawk come down, and I, and I didn't want to see that. And so I ran out to save the bunny's life. <laughs> Did you do it? No, he was dead. Oh, no! He was dead. So I got out there. You know, <laughs> you know. there's a dead bunny. Uh-huh. Oh, I just love that you. <laughs> We're talking about St. Patrick's yeah. Day. Guys, I have something to tell you. Us being in Ireland, <laughs> and that's the story you share. I just saw a bunny get killed by an eagle. I can't push buttons anymore. <laughs> you can't push buttons? No. I just watched a murder. Uh, it's nature, it's a homicide. Dude. I have a broadcast, broadcast memory from St. Patrick's Day, which is the uh, the three two one count with me and Pierre, <laughs> oh. which is one of my personal favorites. And it was completely by accident; we could never recreate it. But uh, was we, that at Irish pub? It was. Yeah, yeah, it was after hours. I actually had had nothing to drink that day, and and uh, or at least at that point, and went over to to just work with Pierre, and we were trying to set up a break, and <laughs> no, that's how that you, came up. No, you, that that day I was I was sober when that happened. Stop! I it. promise. Yeah, there there were pl- there's plenty of other times where I've been at, at Pierre's broadcast not sober, but that one I actually was because feeling the fruits of life. That's the same. That was St. Patrick's Day. That's right. I was lit because yeah. there's that moment, Preston, where we get to the end of our broadcast and it's like, do I have a beer or do I not have oh, a beer? Man. And if you have one, you're not just having one, you know. And it, and then it transitions into Pierre's. Well, that broadcast. was also the time where at the end of the sh- we didn't wait till the show was over. Right. Oh no, sort we didn't. I was going to say, Kathy, yeah. it wasn't the end show. It was eight a.m. Yeah. It was like, we, do I have a beer or not. Yeah, like 8 a.m. was good. We were like, all right, well, yeah. we can start drinking yeah, now. We'll be fine till 10. <laughs> we're more than halfway done. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we can get this. Uh, it's ridiculous what, what the perception was of what could be handled and what was actually manageable, but we did it. Uh, now, case- I was always sober, but I was like, uh, it was, to me, there's a certain point where you're like, you're trying to hold back a, an exploding dam. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> I actually, there was a St. Patrick's Day at, at, uh, at um, Finnegan's Wake, 
and I I cured my friend of alcoholism that day. <laughs> so what had happened is, you know, uh, Bud Light would always give us these aluminum beer bottles uh, uh, to hand out because they were always having specials. Right. And so uh, this friend, and he'll remain nameless, <laughs> was in the audience that morning. He was by himself, so I made it my mission to just keep feeding him beers all morning long because we would hand beers out to the audience right. you know, yeah, during yeah. breaks. And I'd say, here, you know, and I, I just kept chucking him beers all morning long. <laughs> He got so ripped at that <laughs> that morning, he went out into his car and passed out and woke up in the evening. Oh, my God. And doesn't, didn't remember how he got there or anything like that. <laughs> to this day, he's sober. Wow. wow. He quit drinking that day. And he, he, the fruits of life. There you go. That was me feeling the fruits feeling of life. the fruits of life. So I... I helped Feeling him on his road to sobriety by by pushing booze on him all morning That's it. long. You cure through excess. Yes, yes. That's how I quit smoking. Yes. I drank too much. Um, did you ever find the 321? Uh, I'm looking for it. I don't know how it was. I'm shocked. We used to play that all the time. Uh, here, Do I, I have it? I got it. No, right. no. It's labeled. Countdown. And by the way, uh, Marissa or Connor or somebody in the other room found the picture of... There is a photo of me with what we used to call the Gadzuka. Yeah. Which was the potato gun. Yeah. In Finnegan's Wake, about to shoot it through the crowd. In a bar crowded oh with God. people. And <laughs> then, Preston, you remember we had, at, at some point, one of our listeners had put together basically a fifty caliber Gadzuka. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's, uh, here's the three, two, one. Three. One, and two, two and three. One. <laughs> <laughs> what were you guys about to do there? I think we were going to just go live. or like, Maybe we had to record something I really quick. I think you quick. were going to like draw a prize. I Perhaps, it yeah. But it was, you know, it was a radio thing, and we were counting down to that part. Yeah. One more time. Yeah, right. One, more. Three. one and two, two, three. And one. <laughs> it's just so great because you guys met in the middle yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. We're, we're... One of us is going to correct. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll, no, I'll no. keep going, yeah. and he'll correct. Nope. And then we'll end together <laughs> on the same one. Three. One, and two, two three. And <laughs> what would have been great is if you guys both corrected. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then went the other one. Yeah. Came yeah. back down. Oh, they would have both gone one, two, and one. Three. One, two, three. Oh, my God. That's great. That I thought great. you were drunk. I had no idea. No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, we're going live on Fox Good Day. What's I, the story? Yeah, did, we well, wait, did we go too long? We went too long. Damn no. it. Now we so, have to stretch. Now we got to right. stretch. So we're just stealing the fruits of life. That we are. Mm. Um, Marissa had recommended. Do you remember the Fitzy song, the St. Patty's Day? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I have that uh, on the uh, ready. If you guys want to just about hear that. it, uh, yeah, it's yeah, there. for sure. So uh, Brian, I always forget Brian. Fitzpatrick Brian or Fitzsimmons. Fitzgerald. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's Brian Fitzgerald. Fitz. Fitzy. 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 Fitz Brian created a theme song for us uh, for the uh, for the the live broadcast. Where is it, Case? Oh, it's oh, up I here. Put it in the right. stack. Yeah, here I'll, I'll play. We, we, we can listen to some of it. Yeah, it was really cool. It's the middle of the week. Got the radio on. I three three FM, but there ain't no songs now. Nah. What we got is Stephen Preston Elliott, and they said they wanted a couple of rhymes. Said Nick Mike. Yeah, it wasn't our script to do. Down the middle for a second, got a verse or two. The notebooks on my lap, and now I'm thinking. Yeah. 
the hand with the bar, build the building that we have on the MMR. And the party don't stop till we run cash. Cause on St. Patty's Day, baby, everyone's Irish. Dude, he's so talented. He's really good. And it makes... He uh, he whipped that song together for us, and uh, it makes was... me miss that. It, it really does. So, so listen, it was always a lot of work, and it was it would it would ding us up pretty badly. But it was um, there was nothing like it. I mean, when when, when we do, you know, our ability to put on a live show and to um, <laughs> to push the boundaries, I, I would say is is fairly unparalleled. Uh, I'm going to go to Katie. She wanted to mention something about the Blarney Stone. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Happy St. Patty's Day. Same same to you. We can hear you. What's going on, Katie? Yeah, so I was able to go to the Blarty Castle. Um, the cool thing about the castle, too, underneath, there's a bunch of almost like caves and dungeons. That you could yes, I fell down the stairs and nearly <laughs> broke my back. We were talking about that earlier. My 70-year-old grandmother made it up there and kissed the stone, but I, I was shocked because when I went up there, um, I also kissed the stone, and I was told that it brings you luck. Um, for the gift of gab, if you're a shy person. Now, I don't know how true that is. That's what I was told while I was up there. And the guy up there did say that he never dropped anyone, too. So that was a, that was a plot. That's well, a that, that is, that, so you, you're, you're talking, you know, as if that's a, that's a joke. But, I mean, you, you could, there's enough of a space between the edge of the castle and the stone sticking out yeah. where you could fall through. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have a picture of it, and I was shocked with the gap. And I couldn't believe my 70-year-old grandmother did it because you really have to lay back and bend. It was it was intense, but definitely worth it. Yeah, That's I don't know why they ever never just created a divot so that you could just do yeah. it on your stomach. <laughs> right. But I guess they don't want to F with the castle. That's dilapidated to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind venturing uh, around that country a little bit more because we only did a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you guys, you know, anybody who's, uh, somebody regularly went to Northern Ireland. My uh, uncle lived there. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Which was originally why I went first and he was in Northern Ireland and then he lived in Galway. He taught at the university of Galway for a few years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, so he, he toured all over the place. He, he, when he was in Northern Ireland, he was sitting in a cafe having coffee and he said, um, a rubber bullet came through the window, shattered the window <laughs> and like, <laughs> people just dropped to the floor. And oh, that's fine. People don't remember how, how, how bad it was. Yeah. You the know. troubles. Yeah. The troubles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is an amazing, um, conflict that was going on for the longest time. But he found family of ours that were still over there. You know, that's, I mean, obviously further down the line, they weren't, uh, you know, close family members. But he visited with them and met them. And uh, some of my other family went over and met them. It was cool. Nice. It's the first time I'd ever seen, I remember being there. It was uh, uh, the first time I'd ever seen, or only time I'd ever seen, uh, somebody playing a video game that was a cricket game. Oh, Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Of course they would, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and I was like... Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know what's that? It looks stupid. Yeah, that's a dumb looking game. And by the way, the sports on TV there—I remember all it was was cricket, lawn bowling, hurling. Yeah. Uh, no. Is it hurling or curling? Oh, hurling. It's Girling. hurling, not gurning. Gurning. And he starts to the platform, contorts his cheeks, puffs them out, and he said, "Where? I'm a perfect ten score." The he Irish ate his own eyebrows. <laughs> the I- Irish Gurning <laughs> Championships. I had no idea. I felt good getting up there, and I felt that I could just really make my face look really horrible, and then I did it. No, dude, hurling looks like a cool game. Like, yeah. a, like a cross between lacrosse and field hockey. <laughs> yeah. uh, and in fact, uh, our buddy Murph, Mark Murphy, gave me a hurling stick, and I would keep that in the trunk of my car uh, as a 
weapon. Defensive weapon? Yeah. yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah. When I was in Galway, I don't know. It may have been a hurling match. I'm not sure. But it was like 7 a.m. and the bars were packed. Oh, really? Because there was a, a game on TV. And, uh, yeah, 7 a.m. people had pints in their hands. And we were like, oh, okay, I guess we'll do this Do you too. realize collectively how many hours we have spent in bars at the earliest hours oh my yeah. God. with people just blasted? I mean, it's been throughout decades yeah. that we've done this. Uh, oh, we have, uh, oh, it's Fergus O'Farrell. Fergus O'Farrell on the phone line. That's what Casey calls uh, Sean. But we only have about a minute. We have two minutes. Two minutes before we go All live right. on Fox Goody. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good morning, fellas. How's it going? Good. Happy Patty's Day to you. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Hey, uh, so listen, when's the last time uh, you went over there, man? Last time was two years ago. We were supposed to go home for Christmas, but... Of course, Mr. Coronavirus came along, so... Yeah. Right, where, right. where are you from in Ireland, Sean? From a little town called Tala, just outside Dublin. Just okay. outside All Dublin, right. okay. All right. And listen, uh, real quick, we were talking about, you know, Americans' uh, celebration of St. Patty's Day versus uh, Ireland's. What, what, what are the main differences you see? The main differences here is, I think you guys actually celebrate it a little bit heavily, more heavily than we do. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're hearing. Like, for example, I think I'm probably going to be the only sober person in this country today. <laughs> well, let me ask you, Sean, do you, do you sense that there's uh, people are, are, you know, they're reeled in a little bit, maybe in anticipation of returning to something a little bit more normal next year? Because it, it kind of it almost got past us. We were unaware that it was St. Patrick's Day already. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things. I mean, even back home, like none of the pubs are open, so everyone's yeah. kind of like walking around in circles with no idea what to do. You know? <laughs> right. All right. Well, listen, man. Sorry, we got to go on Fox Good Day here in, in twenty seconds. Hey, Aaron. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Tell Aaron we said hi. Hey. We'll talk to you. Thanks for the call, Sean. We appreciate it, man. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Aaron, uh, former production assistant here on the show. All right, uh, listen, we're going live on Fox Good Day in about uh, ten seconds or so. Uh, we'll see what those guys are up to. And hey, Preston and Steve and everybody over there at uh, MMR, we have an uh, interesting little question for you. There are unwritten rules of society. Now, none of these things are on law books anywhere. It's just stuff that we should do for each other. Like when you're in the grocery store, you don't put your shopping cart in the middle of the aisle. There's an example. Yes, uh, I agree. The premise? Yeah, okay. yeah. Let me hit you with another one. If someone hands you their phone to show you a picture, don't automatically reach out and start scrolling. I hate that. I hate when people do that. Uh, no, it's not that your picture. Come on. Are you That's out of your mind? If, let's say you look down and you see that it's a series of the same photo. No, you know, they're showing you no. one. Yeah. No, they have to tell you that ahead of time. Yeah. You don't just find out on your own by swiping. Don't hand it to them. Just hold it up and show them. That's like a better that. way well, to stop it. But, but you, 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 six pictures before you, there's a door for the whip. And you know that could be an issue. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the people that were most upset about you're scrolling because you can scroll through my phone. I have nothing to hide, but apparently Kathy, Kathy uh, does, and Alex. Uh, <laughs> no, you oh, know what? I was somebody handed me their phone one time, and I did that, and I scrolled through. They were very good friends of mine, and I got to a naked picture of his wife, and I was like, you know wow. what? I'm wow. not going to scroll through Ooh. anymore. <laughs> let me say this though. I, I and people do it all the time, and we get it all the time. Where people say, "Let me show you something," and then you have to stand there like an idiot while they go oh. through picture after picture after picture. Right. It's like just send it to me when you find it because right. it's that's annoying i have an, I like I have an unwritten rule uh yes. don't steal someone's uh french fries 
Uh, if if you're mm. you know if you have like a bag of food or something don't like that, do don't reach over and take a fry. You can ask it's for the table if it's in the basket. No, o- only if you're well, working for a food delivery service. If you ordered for the table, yes, but if it's on your plate or you know. Mm-hmm. You're in a car or something. <laughs> right, like you that. steal their... Uh, I have one. If you're a passenger in, in the uh, somebody's car, right. don't touch the controls for the radio. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's appropriate. Privilege, period. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't, uh, if you're uh, putting together your resume, don't list a pimp as a reference. <laughs> Never. <laughs> right? Like, depends on the job. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Is it okay to take food onto an airplane that smells? No. 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 I'd say, yeah, I'd Everyone say you got to be aware it. of that. Well, that goes to the uh, the office stuff we were talking about. The office uh, uh, do's and don'ts. Oh, you cannot microwave fish at the at, at the office. No. You can't. Popcorn is a very. Um, some people don't like the smell, and it spreads all over the complex. Right? Popcorn smells awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, but I some people hate it. Mm. And you need also, to be aware. Here's another one: if someone has something like a pack of gum or anything where it's the last one, don't ask for it. Yeah. It's the last one. Do don't put them in that position. Well, well, yeah, I agree, but you should always offer. I think, right? It's not if your it's last the last one, one? I think so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but then, oh what kind of gum do you chew, Mike? That comes with condoms? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it rhymes with gum. Uh, anyway. Oh, God. Oh, disgusting. So here's the, here's the thing. That was we mentioned gross. the plunger. So shouldn't everybody have a plunger in the in their bathroom just yes. in case something goes over? Absolutely, every bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I oh, keep. I, you, you, I just keep a plunger in my car just as a defensive <laughs> weapon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, hey, thank you all. Thank all you. Right. Happy right. St. Patrick's Day, guys. Bye. Yeah, yeah uh, a plunger bad. should be in every every bathroom. It's required. Is that what FDR said? A plunger in every car? Even if because let's say you have company and no, they, they don't have to ask. Yeah, exactly. Because that's insanely embarrassing. Yeah. I've had that happen before. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped a big one. <laughs> I clogged up your toilet. And in fact, there's there's poop all over the floor. <laughs> oh, oh my disgusting. Uh, so Mike, disgusting! You mentioned the uh, the shopping cart at the beginning of that. I think the more important rule when uh, when applied to the shopping cart is to, just to take it back to where yeah. it's supposed to go to the the shopping corral. You know, oh but that's an unwritten rule. Like yeah. they absolutely should. Like the yes, middle of the aisle is annoying, but get it back to where it needs to go at the end of your shopping. The experience. only time that that's okay, I think, is if if you're not like able bodied, if you if yeah, you're yeah. elderly or or it's painful. But uh, sometimes they're just being lazy. Well, you know what else annoys me is if they don't have a return. If if you have to then, if right. you're parked all the way in the back of the parking lot, you got to take it all the way back to the store. Like, I get annoyed that there's not somewhere where you can you can put it. I would agree. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen, we've overstayed our welcome. We have. <laughs> we were supposed to take a break a while back. We'll do it now. We'll come back. We'll get into the bizarre file. And then we got guests on the, the way. Uh, Jay Wright's going to be joining us shortly. So stay there. We'll be right back. Are you an MMR VIP? Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. <laughs> right after we do the B-File, Coach Jay Wright joining us. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Presented by uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. 
This is pretty wild footage yesterday. A small plane fell out of the sky <sighs> over suburban Miami on Monday, crashed into a passing car. I've never seen anything like this. Killing the aircraft's two occupants and injuring a mother and child that were riding in the vehicle. A single-engine Beechcraft Bonanza plane crashed shortly after it took off from North Perry Airport. Fire rescue uh, crews had spawned, responded to the uh, scene, and two people were on board the plane at the time of the crash. Both were pronounced dead at the scene. A young woman, a woman, and a young boy who were inside of the car that was struck by the flying plane were taken to the hospital in serious condition. The footage from a ring camera uh, shows the female victim was sitting up unconscious while she was being loaded into the back of an ambulance. The child had to be extricated from the mother's mangled and scorched vehicle by firefighters. But the video of the crash is outrageous. Have you guys seen it? If you get a chance, look for it because yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, it, it, it's just here. It's, it's up on the screen. And it's terrible to know that, that people died in it. Oh, but yeah. that's, uh, you know, I mean, the, Preston, this is a quiet suburban street. Yeah. And the fact that that vehicle happened to be there just at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, let's see. I have some other stories. We're going to go to this. Uh, and this one without a tragic ending could have been just as freaky. Authorities say a set of camp trailer safety chains and quick, careful work by emergency crews saved two people after their pickup truck. Plunged off a bridge, leaving them dangling above a deep gorge in southern Idaho. And it's pretty wild, this scenario. Police had responded to the accident. A trooper found a man and a woman inside the pickup truck that was dangling, nose down, off the side of the bridge, spanning the Malad Gorge. The gorge is narrow, but still roughly 100 feet deep below the bridge, roughly the height of a 10-story building. And it reaches about 250 feet deep at its deepest point. Uh, the only thing that was keeping the Ford F-305 pickup from falling was the set of safety chains attached to the 30-foot camper trailer, which remained on the bridge to the pickup. So the, the trailer's on the bridge, the, tr- the, the truck is still attached to it, and it's hanging over the side completely perpendicular, like facing straight down. A state trooper and sheriff's deputy first used an additional set of chains from a nearby semi-truck to help support the dangling pickup truck holding it in place until additional rescuers with cranes, rope rescue gear, and other equipment could arrive. Crews were then uh, able to rappel down to the hanging truck and attach a harness to each occupant, allowing them to be safely carried back to the bridge. Both were taken to hospitals. Neither appeared to have any life-threatening injuries. Two small dogs were inside the pickup truck. They were saved as well and taken to a home of a nearby family member. Witnesses said the truck appeared to lose control before the crash, first swerving to hit the right shoulder barrier, before sliding over the left side guardrail, wow. the truck then tipped over the bridge with the camper blocking both lanes of the bridge. The case remains under investigation. It's incredible. This is a weird story. Cafes across several Gulf Arab states started selling coffee and other cold drinks in baby bottles this month, kicking off a new trend that has elicited excitement, confusion, and backlash. Is this like some infantilism thing? No, it's just it's just a goofy way okay. to drink your beverage. So okay. the fad began at, at Einstein Cafe, a slick dessert chain with uh, branches across the region from Dubai to Kuwait to Bahrain. Instead of ordinary paper cups, cafe inspired by pictures of trendy-looking bottles shared on social media, I decided to serve its thick, milky drinks in plastic baby bottles. Hmm. The unprecedented favor, fervor over the feeding bottles came as a bit of a shock. All the stress and anxiety over coronavirus pandemic appears to have spurred some someone to find an outlet in, in the strange new craze. So lines clogged Einstein stores across the Gulf. People of all ages streamed onto sidewalks. 
waiting for their chance to suck coffee and juice from a plastic <laughs> bottle. Well, maybe I have to give that a try. Some patrons even brought their own baby bottles to other cafes, pleading with bewildered baristas to fill them up. Uh, pictures of baby bottles filled with colorful kaleidoscopes of drinks drew thousands of likes on Instagram and ricocheted across TikTok. Soon, however, though, online haters took note. The baby bottle drinkers and providers faced a barrage of nasty comments. And last week, the anger actually reached the highest levels of government. Dubai authorities cracked down. Inspection teams burst into cafes where the trend had taken off and handed out fines. For what? Such indiscriminate use of baby bottles is not only against local culture and traditions, read the government statement, but the mishandling of the bottle during the filling uh, could also contribute to the spread of COVID-19. An apparent reference to those bringing their used bottles to cafes. Authorities said in a statement they had uh, been alerted to the negative practice and the risks by social media users. Backlash also came from Kuwait, where the government temporarily shut down Einstein Cafe and from Bahrain, where the Ministry of Commerce sent police armed with live cameras into cafes, warned all diners, uh, uh, dining establishments that serve drinks and feeding bottles, violates Bahrain customs and traditions. Okay. And even uh, one, some celebrities are getting on board saying that they, they're calling for the end of it, too. Uh, and according to a website uh, lamenting the kingdom's daughters has suffered from a loss of modesty and religion. Uh, I think one day I'm going to put my Duncan in a uh, in a baby bottle and take it out for a spin. You should. Now, now w- give it would, a try. Do you get gassy when that happens? Yeah, do I, would I have to Ooh, be burped? We might that? have to burp you. <laughs> but I don't. I think it's the the religion and government thing. Yeah, that I, I don't know why, but they see it as salacious. But that's just stupid. Sucking on a nipple for coffee yeah, seems yeah. right. All right, uh, let's see. We'll do one more story. How about uh, this one? This is a wild one. A New Bedford, uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts man who robbed other men that he'd set up on dates with his girlfriend through dating websites has been sentenced to serve up to four years in state prison. Luis Santos had pleaded guilty to three armed robbery charges. Santos and his girlfriend, Kirsten Gross, Gross uh, created dating profiles on uh, for her on different platforms. Prosecutors identified three incidents where Santos robbed the men at knife uh-huh. point after lying in wait while Gross met up with them. They so she the, was the bait? Yep. And set him up? The first robbery, Gross pretended to have a flat tire while driving uh, a man to their planned date. Santos jumped out of the woods with a knife after she stopped the car, robbed the man, fled the scene with Gross. In December, prosecutors said Santos robbed the man with a machete who met with Gross at a Dunkin' Donuts. Well, he used the money from the first robbery to get a machete. And the third robbery occurred <laughs> several days after when a man met with Gross outside a residence only for Santos to rob him with a large knife uh, when they went inside. That's a, so, uh, that ain't sucks. Cool. He thinks he's going on a date. Looking for love. All, you know, whistling, walking down the street in a good mood. Yeah. Dude, I'm walking on sunshine. And the guy comes out with a machete. Aww. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, so we are going to attempt something here in a moment, and I need to try to... We're going to do a Zoom uh you need my soldering gun? Yeah, I, I, our guest has not joined the Zoom yet. Uh, Nick, has he... Um, he well, we're like a minute early, so uh, Jay is... Uh, give us a call. Uh, here we go. Well, that's Preston. That's All me. Right. Sorry. Uh, right. But by the way, while we're waiting for him to get in... There's a story that uh, focuses around uh, Zoom meetings, and uh, apparently uh, there's a thing called Zoom Escaper. Yeah. This and is... I believe we have audio uh, to play with this. It's we a, do. It's an app that uses another app called VB Cable to play sound effects 
that could help you excuse yourself from a Zoom meeting. Oh. Yeah. And the sounds include what you might get from a bad connection, an echo, but also a few creative creative ones such as upset baby, dogs, urination, or even a man weeping. Upset baby. Um, so we have a couple of... We have the contorted but, voice, so okay. to make it sound like you can put this on, and as you're talking, it will screw up your voice to suggest you have a bad connection. So here's an example yep, of somebody yep. using that. So. Right. If I go to Zoom Escaper, I can add echo go to my voice, to my voice so, so I can make you know, you know, myself, myself echo, nice. echo, echo, feedback, feedback, delay, and, you know, just do this until... Uh, no one is uh, willing to be in a Zoom call with you <laughs> anymore. That. That's a great idea. Yeah. That one, especially a technical problem. And people just get annoyed. Just oh, tr- try again later. Yeah. They do that. And then the other ones are sounds that could draw you away from the meeting, so you'd have to go off and tend to it. All right, here's a uh, crying baby. <laughs> I got to go. And it's got the room sound effect. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Guys, I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. I'm playing a sound effect of a baby. Yeah. <laughs> My wine's waiting. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> oh, this is, is this a... The baby suddenly grew up. Yeah. <laughs> so on that one Why particular would, one, I'd be hell? like, do you have a man crying? In, yeah, it's the gimp. <laughs> Preston stopped over. Yeah, Something's yeah. wrong. I gotta call you back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he has a boo-boo, he says. Oh, oh, he I've got a friend upset. who loves FaceTime. And mm. to me, like... I'll t- I'll talk to you, but I've got you on speaker. Right. I'm going upstairs. I'm folding laundry. I'm doing this. Like I can't hold the phone so you can see me and the whole oh. thing. So whenever she calls me, I'm like, Oh, you're you're frozen. You're frozen. I got oh. just call me regular. You're frozen. <laughs> see, I prefer FaceTime. Uh, I the holding the thing, the, the the phone up to the ear, and and this chat. I can't stand that. I'm I'm so over. See, it. I'll put it on speaker and put it down and okay. continue what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Um, man. Well, our guest is ready to go. Oh, good to go. Is this going right. to work? I hope so. I hope, I hope so. So. Uh, so the tourney is coming up, gang, for uh, Villanova seated number five. Uh, tip-off is Friday, and it'll be close to 10 p.m. on Friday night on TNT. We have the coach of your Villanova Wildcats. Let's see if we got him. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Wright is Yay! on the show. Morning, Jay. Morning, guys. Hey. Oh, we have an echo. Where's that coming from? I think it might be from you, Preston. Is it from me? What do yeah. I need to do? Well, Hang on, Jay. Hold on a second here. Mute your microphone on the Zoom call. Okay, right. hold on a second. Let me mute and that. Then get prone on the floor. <laughs> and then, no, I'm not going to get oh. prone on the floor. Do I need to mute mine, case? Or keep no, mine no, you, you're the okay. only one right. who keeps your All right. Phone. How about now, Coach? I hear you. I don't hear an echo. That's Yay! Right. We need more volume, though. We yeah. need a lot more volume, case. if you could bring them up. Uh, how you doing, first of all? Doing great, man. Good to see you guys. We're locked in a bubble up here, so any touch we get to home is is uh, really exciting for us. Nice. Happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. Yeah, man. Happy St. Patty's Day. My wife is Patty Riley, so it's a big day in our house. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of the bubble, um, what's uh, what's that experience like so far? And and what are, what are the quarantine restrictions and all the things that you guys have to uh, pay attention to? It's it's bizarre. I mean, we, we came out, we, we went to New York on Tuesday. We were in a bubble in New York at the Conrad Hilton down in Battery Park City. So we stayed in that bubble. We lost our first game. And then the guys had to be stuck with me in a bubble until Monday, not happy about losing a game. So all we could do was practice and watch film together, but we couldn't leave the hotel. Then we came from New York to here in Indy. And when we got to Indy, we had to, uh, we had to test uh, as soon as we got here and then go to our rooms and we had to quarantine 
eat all our meals in our rooms alone oh wow. so we could test again the next day. And uh, so we did that for two days. And then we're finally able to practice last night. Huh. So I could see for, you know, uh, NBA guys who've a little bit older, a little bit more seasoned, maybe a little more patience, able to deal with something like that. But you're talking about college students yeah, trying yeah. to stay on house arrest uh, in some <laughs> respect. Um, and anybody showing signs of getting a little bit antsy? I'll tell you what, these guys have been amazing. They. They, they've shocked me, and especially, as you say, for college kids, you know, they haven't been able to see their girlfriends, their family, and we've been doing this for, you know, most of the year. So um, I, I do think there's a sense with this NCAA tournament now that, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel that, that it, it will end, you know, and they're actually going to be able to see their, their friends and their family. And, and we're trying to balance that, like get them, like stay focused here and let's not try to leave here. We want to win as many as we can, but – there, there is an end in sight, so you, you, you've made it. Jay, you tested positive in December, right? I did, right before, the day after Christmas. And so uh, did that go through your team at all, or was it just you? It, well, it was me, and um, and then we, we went on a 10-day quarantine because of me, and we came back, we practiced for one day, and when we practiced that one day, two guys tested positive, and we had to go back in another quarantine so imagine, like, those guys were in a hotel by themselves for 10 days. We practiced one day, and then we had to meet with them and say, all right, we're going back. Oh, my you know, we got to go back to this hotel. Again, for college kids, they, they've been amazing. It, it, I, I've been so proud of our guys, man. They, they've been incredible. So, Jay, speaking of the light at the end of the tunnel, I mean, we, you know, vaccines continue to roll out. We're getting closer and closer. Are there any initiatives uh, in college sports? Because, you know, I know, like, um, for example, in Pennsylvania, most teachers or all teachers are supposed to be able to get a vaccination by the end of the month, which is great. It's going to send kids back to school. Are there any initiatives that are similar for college campuses, for college uh, athletes, for college coaches that you've heard of about getting vaccines? Not for not for college athletes because I think um, there was talk when when they were trying to figure out how to have this NCAA tournament, which is in, number one important for the NCAA. The NCAA makes all of all of the finances that support all the other sports in the NCAA come from the men's basketball tournament. So there's a business part of this that they they knew they had to have this tournament. So there was talk about getting the guys vaccinated, but then it just wasn't. I, I don't think that it was ethical, you know. Yeah, it's bad optics. Yeah, they, they, all the other people needed it much more, so that was that idea was was flushed. But um, for for us, we're not considered teachers and coaches, so we haven't we haven't been able to do it. I I, I don't. We're not in any. I, I do know like campuses like Villanova are trying to get a, a system set up where they can mass vaccinate the campus. Um, they haven't been able to do that yet, but I know they're working on it. It's a, it's an interesting thing because you're dealing with, um, obviously, as Nick said, that things are, are, are looking um, more more positive and we're moving in a good direction. When you're dealing with athletes and you're dealing with college age, you know, you, you, you have always been very positive, Jay, in that you've, you've motivated and, and, and kept that upbeat tone. But did you have to add something to your arsenal to get people, to get your students, to get your players through this? past year you know you know from from last march till now and beyond to keep them um engaged and being positive i mean the, the there was an extra onus i think on you as a coach to do that how did you handle it definitely first it's beautiful to see that face you weren't on here originally oh i polished it for you this morning 
have, but it's been a weird year, Steve. It, it, like for the first time, we told our guys at the beginning of this year, it is not about team. Yeah. It's about your mental health. It's about your individual development. Because if anybody at any time during the season has any issues and you want to opt out of this and get out of this bubble, I get it. And, I, you know, I'm the biggest promoter of team. And I know when I first say it, they're saying, all right, that's coach. That's what he's saying. But he, he'd kill us if we did it. So I really had to sell them on the fact that I, I kept saying to them, anytime we went through a difficult situation, if somebody wants to opt out, and, and go home and take a break. I get it. We'll, we'll work you back in later somehow. But we, we never had to do that before. And I feel like now that we're at the end of it, I didn't realize this, but I feel like it gave them – they didn't feel like they were locked in. I feel like they, they felt like they had a choice. And yeah. they, they stayed because they wanted to, and they did an amazing job. I know you have a lot of work in front of you, and I don't mean to be a downer, but I, my, my heart broke for Colin Gillespie when he uh, injured himself a couple of weeks ago um, because he's a senior. You know, it, it's already been a tough year for so many people, and then for him to have to end his uh, his collegiate career the way that he did, um, it's just it was it was heartbreaking. Um, how's he doing? How uh, you know? Uh, how's his mental health? Um, you know, after what happened to uh, to him last uh, you know two weeks ago or so. Yeah, he, he's back. He's back in Philly, and and he he had successful surgery last Wednesday on his knee, and um, he you know he wanted to. I, he said, you know, I'm gonna have my surgery Wednesday. I'll be up in New York for the Big East tournament on Saturday. I don't think he realized how much pain he would be in, how yeah. how much discomfort. So he he wasn't able to make it, but he's doing great. Surgery went well. He's got a great attitude, and you know he's still got Big East Player of the Year. He got All American. He's great student. Um, uh, so, you know, he's, he's got a choice here. He'll, he'll see where his NBA, you know, options are. He could come back for another year. That's going to be a tough decision for him, but he'll, he'll have to go through that this spring. You know, I have to recommend it. It's a bizarre thing. It's going to seem like a bang shot off of something obscure, but uh, Dwayne Johnson has a show on now that's currently about his, his life, and it's kind of going through all the things that led up to where he is now, The Rock. And he had a uh, he had a football career that was starting. And last night's episode, he he had an injury. This is all based on his actual life. And there was a moment in the in the sitcom where his dad gives him a piece of advice. I would suggest to you that it might be something you want to check, Jay, because it really touched me. What he said, his dad kind of gave him a piece of advice about where you're going to go from here on in. And it was just it was just to the point, and it resonated. It was such a beautiful moment. It might be something to check out to show any player you encounter that has an injury or something that might stall their progression. It it is a, it's a tough point in those guys' lives. Yeah, I, I don't know if he got that through on the show, but this is you know these guys are healthy. They think they're indestructible. <laughs> they're young, and then this hits them. You know, and and uh, Colin has handled it with a great attitude. Yeah. Uh, Coach, when uh, when the NCAA tournament rolls around, and you guys are you know contenders as you are uh, m- most of the time. When you are in the middle of this, if you're thinking about it all the time, I would imagine that can be a bit of an overload. So you need something to kind of distract yourself every now and then, take your mind off the game, take a little break, uh, kind of clear things out. What do you do? Because now you're stuck in a hotel room. So what are you doing to, to break up the monotony a little bit? You know what, Preston, that is a that's a big issue. Like we actually have to schedule time. Um, I'm looking out my window here. There, there's a minor league baseball field called victory field here in Indianapolis. We have to schedule an hour of time 
to go outside to be able to walk around that field just to get outside. That's like being oh in prison. God. It really you is. Get an hour in the yard. Yeah. How do you even? Yeah. How do you work in your With conjugal security. visits? <laughs> <laughs> With security. So and it's and today it's it's raining. Yeah. So um, you know. I'm doing this with you right now. I got, I got up this morning, had a little workout, and when, when we get, I got to figure this out. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were planning on going outside for an hour. That was going to be a big treat. We're going to walk around the baseball field for an hour outside. <laughs> now, I don't know what we're going to do. Well, I don't man. know. You got a movie, a good movie. That, you know, Hoosiers. Is <laughs> yeah. Not- yeah, right. yeah, sure. That's yes. a great idea. Yeah. Uh, Coach, I love to see Philadelphia represented in the NCAA tournament, and I, I kind of feel like we are represented threefold with uh, Villanova. Drexel making it to the tournament in uh, quite yeah. some time. Coach Spiker, you, uh, you guys uh, competed against each other <laughs> in the uh, Papa Shot Challenge. But also, I consider Michigan that that long-distant Philadelphia team because Phil Martelli is the coach, and quite wow. possibly... You guys could face off against each other in the finals. Would that be a, would that be a nice dream for you? That would be great for both of us. You know, classic Phil. You know, we're in this bubble. We're we're all locked in these. When we first get here, we're locked in these rooms because before you get two days of negative testing, you're not allowed to go out anywhere. And we, I, I see a body walk by my room. I hear. Hey, you got any soft pretzels? <laughs> like everyone out, and he comes busting into our room. You're not allowed. <laughs> no one's allowed to enter the other team's room before you get to. He comes busting in, flip flops, <laughs> talking about Philly. I miss Philly. He is unbelievable. He hasn't changed a bit, but he's in a great position. I'm really happy for him. They, they've got a great team. Wow. And uh, can you talk about uh, your your first matchup? It's uh, Friday night around ten o'clock against Winthrop, um, and they've got a pretty decent squad. What, what do you expect to see on Friday night? First of all, ten o'clock games now. My mm. age are killing. I, I got to keep me awake. I got to take a nap to be ready for those games. Yeah. The good thing is the players love it because we get them on a schedule now. We keep them up. We we actually do things at night and watch film and have meetings and, and practice till like twelve o'clock at night to get them on that time schedule. And then we have them sleep in, you know, late, which they love. So the the players like it, but it's killing me. And uh, this team Winthrop is really good. They're twenty three and one, and they they've got the best winning percentage of anybody in the country. Wow. And um, you know, for you guys probably know the twelve five matchups are, are famous for upsets. So this is this is a classic, of course, because they're really good and and we're a five. But um, they've got a, a six seven point guard that's that's uh, leads the country in triple doubles. So it, it's going to be a tough matchup, and I'm sure it's going to be one everybody's going to be predicting an upset because they are good enough to beat us. But we'll be ready. All right, yeah, you'll shut them up, I'm sure. Which would be good. <laughs> All right, well, coach, as always, uh, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, you're one of our favorite people in the world, and and we thank you for taking the time to uh, to pop on with us this morning. Thanks for giving me a taste of Philly this morning. Guys. You got it, man. Thank you. Jay uh, Wright, guys. Yeah. Villanova Yay. getting ready for the NCAA tournament. And like Casey said, it is on Friday. Uh, so at least we'll all have that to check out for a little while, which is awesome. All right. We need to take a break. Man, We this is still technically the bizarre file break yeah. that we're on right now. Yeah. yeah. So we'll come back in a moment. Uh, we still have some guests uh, joining us. Uh, Neighbor Gatsy, very, very funny, who's got a comedy special on Netflix coming up. We're going to talk to him shortly. We'll be right back. 
Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm sorry. I wasn't ready. <laughs> sorry. Casey walked in and whispered. He, he had his oh mask God, on. She's he, beautiful. He gestured something, and I was like, what? The and urinal was still broken, dude. Oh, oh yeah, what the hell? I mean, I was in the ur- I was in the bathroom with the, with the lady who got on the... And this is a week ago. This is you a week ago. You were in the bathroom with the lady? With the lady? This yeah. is my penis. So we, she and I, the the lady, the, the custodian, um, oh. we were in the hallway, and I said, "Hey, by the way, I want to let you know that the the urinal is isn't flushing." And so we went into the bathroom together, and I showed her. Show me. Take a whiz. <laughs> and then she, I was with her when yeah. she hopped onto the walkie-talkie, called down to whoever, saying that the urinal uh, is not working right. and it needs batteries because it's got like a, a sensor on it or whatever. And that was. That was a week ago. Yeah. And still. It's not flushing? It's not flushing. You can't manually flush it? It's, so it's been basically like no. two weeks worth of piss going in there. Apparently right. it takes a battery to make that work, Casey was saying. It's not a book. It takes a battery? <laughs> yeah, to make a urinal work. Yeah. It is a book. But more importantly, the, yeah. the tinting on our window has not been activated, okay. and it's uh, almost 9 a.m. Oh, is... wait, but yesterday, that so when I left yesterday, that it had tinted in darkness like we, like it yes. was a dreary day yesterday mm-hmm. and it tinted i couldn't believe how dark it was because when you go downstairs you can see the real contrast because right next to the tinted window is a regular glass door so you see the difference it it was so dark, dark. i yeah. was like oh okay we're not all gonna yeah. die yeah so all right anyhow uh hopefully we'll, we'll get an update on uh casey's urinal Yes, and get to the, the bottom of this uh, one. The tinting of the windows and was that our first talk? world problems? Any mice have. lately? <laughs> I haven't seen any mice in a while. That's good. No, nope. we've been good. Yeah. So we we took two out of there, right? You yes. took two out yeah. of the office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so um, now um, I haven't seen any um, further mice activity. And I have not seen any because there would be like little Droppings. metal shavings oh. outside of the console where I thought he was <laughs> living because he was clearing, I guess, making a nest or whatever. So uh, I'm now going to pull out that console and take a look in there and see what the story oh, and is. See what's back yeah. there. I was yeah. laughing this morning because 
I remember coming in yeah. and there were like weird things moved on the <laughs> desk. Like Nick never goes in there and his stuff was like all moved out. And I, I literally thought to myself, I was like, what is he doing? Like, what, what does he need to get back there for? Like, why did he pull all that out? And then like when I told you, my succulents yeah. were knocked over. And like <laughs> now I think back to him. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were hiding all of this. <laughs> totally. all of this yeah, we didn't want that? you to panic <laughs> or get them killed. Yeah, we don't want to hurt them. No. Uh, Real quick, I'd like to do a shout-out. This is a happy anniversary from uh, Meg O'Brien. She says, uh, happy anniversary to my best friend and husband, Joe, on our 20th wedding anniversary. We got married and threw an amazing St. Patrick's Day reception on Saturday, March 17th, 2001. Wow. And I know your shout-out will make our day special. We We are still making each other laugh after all these years. And listening to you at work each day and on the commute uh, in brings us laugh and smiles every weekday. Thank you, guys, uh, from Meg O'Brien. So, congratulations, you guys. Top of the morning. That's cool. Uh, And here is another one. And this says, hey, guys, I want to reach out and push a plug for one of your avid avid listeners. We, meaning Peterson Insurance of Havertown, uh, linked up with Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue of Delco today who's owned by Steve Wilson, uh, to help give out hamburgers and hot dogs for patrons of Murphy's Giving Market, a local non-profit food pantry in Upper Darby. The founder of the food pantry is Desiree, Desiree Lamar, and uh, she is incredible, and uh, he... Oh, wait a second. The, the founder of the food pantry... Yeah, yeah. Is incredible and stayed serving people in need out of her backyard, or she started serving people out of her backyard. She's been in local news and even got a shout-out uh, from Dr. Oz recently. Uh, we realize how much this guy, meaning Steve... Uh, goes above and beyond for the community. It turns out uh, Steve is always offering up his time and giving away food to anyone in the area who is in need. He always goes out of his way uh, to make sure that food doesn't go to waste. So he reaches out to local firehouses, police stations, hospitals, and food pantries like Desiree's to ensure that nothing goes to waste. Uh, Wilson's is delicious, and he has been hustling through the pandemic as much as he can. Uh, And also, she says, Desiree's cause is awesome, too. And she's doing the best right now to feed the community and is always looking for donations and is looking for a permanent location to keep the cause going. So this is from Ashley Peterson Quinn, who wanted the show. That's out. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been uh, following what they, uh, the Murphys have been doing. And I mean, they're basically running this uh, food pantry out of their backyard, out of the shed. And um, it's a really, really inspiring thing that they're doing. And then Wilson, on top of it, honestly, follow them on Instagram, Wilson Secret Sauce, because at the end of the day, <laughs> When they don't want to waste food, they're like, I've, we've got like five racks of, uh, of ribs and, you know, and a pound of brisket. And, you know, you can either come by and get it for a song and a dance or is there a firehouse or a police station yeah. or whoever yeah. that needs us will we'll bring it to them. So they're, they're not tossing anything in the trash. How amazing is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been that way ever since we've known him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Steve and walks her. the walk. He, yeah. he helps us out uh, on, on for many things. So, yeah. Uh, so cool. I'm glad a uh, little recognition. And by the way, the shout out uh, brought to you by U.S. Digestive Health Colonoscopy. It beats cancer. Schedule your screening with Pennsylvania's most experienced GI network at usdigestivehealth.com. Uh, we are going to get uh, Nate Bregazzi on in just a little bit. He's got a Netflix comedy special uh, that I believe is premiering tomorrow. Um, so we have a little bit of time to play with because we're about five minutes away. Yes. From that. Uh, so we have some pieces of audio, Steve? Yes. Uh, you want to start with the uh, fart in a belch? Yes. Sure. All right. So this is uh, Wendy Williams. You know, Wendy Williams. She was doing her show, and she sits there. Now, they have about eight, nine, ten people in the audience 
who are spaced out, and Wendy does her. Uh, so, you know, it's all about celebrity news. That's what she does. That's her right. whole thing. So I think she's talking about Kanye or whatever, and she's talking, and uh, she had a rapid succession of a belch into a fart, and you'll hear it. Really? Yeah. Okay. And she probably got five new boyfriends. We haven't caught anybody coming out of the house yet, but, you know, just a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> No. Oh. No. Wait, that no. was real? Yeah. Belts into a fart. Yeah, that's yeah. real. You can tell when they're yeah. sound what? effects. Yeah. Hold on one more time. It's a matter of time. She's not lonely. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what happened? It cuts off with uh, it. No, no, I stopped it. She I stopped it. Yeah. All right, let's keep it rolling yeah. here. Hang on. Just Casey was laughing so hard. Oh I didn't want to. Right, here we go. Just a matter of time. She's not lonely. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, my God. I'm a little, uh, a little disgusted. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually a little impressed. Okay, oh <laughs> that the that they didn't stop and refilm the, yeah. the, the, they let the it go. They, they yeah. let it go, and wow. Wendy, Wendy, while I can't stand her, yeah, was was big enough to just let it be and chuckled and chuckled and, 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 and laughed about yeah, yeah. it. So, hey. just a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? Oh my Dude, God. That is messed up. <laughs> oh, God. By the way, Steve, your impression of her is dead on. It's exactly right. I think Toys. she's, she's doing an impression of herself at these points. Oh, yeah. Point. Kanye. But now her impression involves, you know, farting and burping <laughs> as well. So, anyway, Kanye. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean for that to happen. Oh, there's a huge turd on my chair. Wow. She uh, she does so much remind me of that Muppet that uh, I guess it's like a groupie Muppet or whatever it is with the with the lips and the whole thing. Oh, Janice. Janice, the bass yes. player. Yeah. She's in the band. Dr. She's in the T. band. There we go. Mm-hmm. Right, Dr. T. Mm-hmm. Just Pretty a matter nice. of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's making me gag. <laughs> Go to the very beginning of it, right. so it because she, she says something. Like a dude. She says something weird at the beginning too. And she probably got five new boyfriends. We haven't caught anybody coming out of the house yet, but you know. caught anybody what, coming. What else? How, the thing that kills me, and I don't know why it bothers me so much, but how you doing? That's from Friends. <laughs> That's Joey Tribbiani. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, did you stop it? Yeah, she, she stole the catch. Stole the catch, raise. Yeah. Just a matter of time. She's not lonely. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Steve, maybe. Uh, we'll be got to be a new catch, raise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> oh I got to highlight that. There we go. Thank you. What, just that part? Oh, just that part. I hear yeah. what it sounds like. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I have to do this here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, what I love is God. that there's room ambiance to it. There's sort of like a plate reverb. Do it again. Yeah, it's oh, hard. I, to... I got it. Yeah. <laughs> we can make a song out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Crack, oh, I don't care. You can blend that into the corn, the corn riff. Yeah, this yeah. grosses me out more than Gary's cough. No, 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 no. I don't. Yeah. Oh. No. no, I'm more grossed out by Wendy. Mm. Gary's hawking up a, a, a manatee. Yeah, hang on a That's terrible. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> no, ew, listen ew. to that. That's coming from the bowels of hell. Ew. Hold on. <laughs> oh, he's, Casey's now stringing them all together. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Gary and Wendy, new musical duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new... Uh, New group wow. of the ages. Right, well, I'm, I'm actually a little impressed <laughs> that, that the editors, that, that her 
production team left that in there. She didn't demand that to come back out. There's, right. a, there's actually one thing. Do we have the... the uh, no, we have our guest on the line. Oh, we do. All yeah, right. So we're going to uh, go on to that. got to right move now. on then, man. Uh, our guest has a comedy special, uh, which is coming out on Netflix tomorrow. It's called The Greatest Average American. Casey's been raving about Nate for a while now. He's you great. Know this guy. Yeah, big fan of his. My wife and I love him, uh, as well as my friend Alyssa. That's It, it is her favorite. And uh, I just, I, there's just something about the way he talks. I just love him. Well, he, he has a very simple, yeah. um, uh, every man kind of delivery, but the material is sharp as hell. Absolutely. So let's welcome him. Now, please give some love to Mr. Nate Bergazzi. Good morning, Nate. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Uh, of course, absolutely. Listen, um, so how's the excitement level? It, uh, it it comes out tomorrow, your Netflix special, your your most recent one does. And do you get a little bit excited and nervous right before it reveals itself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm ex- yeah, both of them. I mean, you're, uh, you hope it's good. I mean, you're like, you know, like you're sitting, you, wait, you do that, you tape it, and then you're like, dude, what if it just... Stink. This is no good. The odds are against it stinking. Your, your stuff is consistent and good. A, a, a quick question, though, would be because your delivery, you know, is 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 um is is very subtle and and your material is so sharp and obviously very refined. How do you or how did you work it up to what it needed to be? Uh, yeah. You know, when was it shot? Were you able to do this and tie this out in front of an audience? How did you perfect it? in October and uh, so they, I had to do a bunch of drive-in movie theater dates okay uh, leading up to it and so we did that I did like 20 of those and that that was like kind of how it was definitely the weirdest special I thought like leading up to it because it just you weren't in the theater doing normal shows uh, and then you know you just I mean I was in like you know Butler <laughs> Pennsylvania like doing a uh Drive-in theater, and uh, which it was all; those were all great. I mean, it, it was people would leave early though, and that would that would be pretty tough because you'd see like a car start up, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, in the face, and then he just drives off, and you're like, all right, I guess that guy's gone. We were just uh, talking to, to Tom Papa yesterday, and he was talking about that that he he, I, he doesn't think psychologically he could handle seeing a car pull out <laughs> and and leave. You know, whereas someone could just sort of discreetly get up, and you'd think, okay, they're going to the bathroom. But when a car leaves and the spot is empty, that's a little bit too much. Yeah, when you see a turn, turn signal turn on, <laughs> and you know, like you're responsible for that turn signal, it's, it's, tough. it's, it's tough. It's hard. It makes you stronger. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I gotta say, like I have basically exhausted all of my uh, stand-up comedian options on Netflix, and I went back and actually watched The Tennessee Kid not that long ago, uh, just because I like it. And, and even though I know the punchline's coming, I that's Nate's just, special, that's, by the way. That, that's your latest special yeah. before the one that comes out tomorrow. And I, you know, I'm watching it, and I, and I showed it to my my uh, my buddy, and your bit about the the, the family wedding. I'm watching this and I'm like, well, Nate can never show up to another family event again. <laughs> did did you get into any trouble in the, the household because of that bit? Oh, I mean, they they love it. Oh, really? They do. They love it. Like they're they. I, I'm I was I'm very fortunate to have the family that I have, and the Bargetti family is. Uh, you know, they they love it. We don't like they're no one gets their feelings hurt. They don't get upset. They're, uh, they think it's very funny. I mean, I just saw them all. And uh, my Uncle Mike that, you know, 
had the picture I had it with his jacket and no shirt on. Uh, they're they're just like they're great. They're just such a good family. I mean, they grew up. You know, it's my parents, my dad. They both had like six kids, and they, you know, they all grew up no money. Like, and I just feel like since people, those families have better senses of humor. Like right. the ones that grow up like that. I mean, you have to, yeah. you know. And so they they're unbelievable. And I was lucky to, you know, be born into this family. But I guess you know what. Also, the the danger of being a comedian is is uh, maybe you 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 meet some acquaintances along the way, and then they slowly start to segue into friends, and then maybe some of your material, uh, might, and this could be with any comedian, uh, might turn them off to something because they might take it personal rather than it's your job, and you're pointing these things out. You ever lost friendships along the way? That that is tough though. Like you know, the idea of like your family being upset about jokes, friends, friends, yeah. Then friends come in. You know, we live in a cul-de-sac now, so like we become friends with people in the cul-de-sac, and like they can, you know, they they've been very cool, but like you know, I don't know if I've directly made fun of them yet. So right, uh, <laughs> you know, well, it, it, try that. See how it works out. <laughs> No, we, we run into that uh, quite a bit because we do yes. morning radio. And so if something yeah. happens, people will go, well, don't talk about this tomorrow on the radio. I'm sure people say that to you, like, oh, don't turn this into a bit that you talk about me on stage. Yeah, I know some of them, sometimes when people say that, like, I'm sure y'all get to you, like, hey, don't flatter yourself, all right? That's a good way to be. Thank you, Craig. And then great you're not that <laughs> Then go right up on stage and talk about it. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to ask you in in your career with um, I know that you you went off to uh, I guess you went to Chicago uh, to to try to do um, Second City right and and wanted to do improv yeah. and and so there there are skill sets that work for both improv and stand up was there a point in time in which you said okay I think I'm more attuned to a stand up delivery and made the jump or what, did you have an epiphany or was it a gradual move over. Pretty quick. I mean, I, I, went, I only took like eight week classes at Second City, and uh, and then I had my friends. They stayed for like a year. Uh, I didn't like to. I, I wanted to be alone. Like, yeah. It was like you know where you. I wanted to be in control of what was going to be said and what was going to be funny. And uh, and with uh, improv is is not that. And there, you know, it's it's a team kind of thing, and you're out there together. And my when it's done, it's I mean it's awesome, you know. But improv can also be I mean bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very funny to see improv that's bad, like <laughs> someone that doesn't go. You got to go with the group. So if they're you know when you see it's all about yes and. So like if someone says like I'm going to the zoo and they're like oh I'm at the zoo too like that's you're supposed to, to keep it going. And there's nothing funnier to me than seeing someone that doesn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> and when they're like. Uh, you just see, because you go watch a real show, and someone's like, "Oh, I'm at the zoo," and someone's like, "Oh, I just left the zoo." You're like, "All right." <laughs> there's a there's a great scene in uh, Twenty Two Jump Street where there there's an improv group on stage, and and uh, and they're 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 calling out things that are just not. They keep de- dead ending the bit, and, that, and that's exactly what you're talking about. It's like, no, you don't get it. This is, it doesn't work that way. So I, I can see that being an issue. Um, I yeah, wanted to ask about the bit, uh, and I'm not asking you to do your bits, but um, it's and it's not a bit, but because it's a true story uh, about taking a bite out of uh, your buddy's burger at a McDonald's. And was that Louis uh, J. Gomez that you did that for? Too? Oh yeah. Okay, because yeah, we've had him in studio, and and we're friends with Jay Okerson, and we had Jay on uh, after he got attacked at Soul Joel's. <laughs> 
And Lewis was uh, the one who came out and and defended Jay. Was he? Was he not? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what Lewis is. <laughs> Lewis is just a loyal dude, and like it's funny. It's like uh, that joke is like it's fun to tell. Like I took a bite out of his burger, and he thought it was the McDonald's employees and tried to fight him <laughs> with zero <laughs> questioning of his friends. So it's actually kind of sweet. It's Lewis, like even though he's a maniac about to fight someone. He's actually got great, a great heart towards his friends and <laughs> and, 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 and trusted them. Uh, but he, yeah, it was wild. Like he was, uh, but yeah, that's Lewis. I mean, that's you know, I'm the godfather of his kids. Oh, wow! Whoa! Wow! So, well, you know, the, the impression, and, and I did stand up for, for a bit, and there was. There were a lot of sort of, um, you know, there were some troubled, dour people, but there was a great camaraderie. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, you, people just tend to think that you're, you're all um, stand-ups are all just loners. But there, there, there is that friendship. There is that collegial sort of atmosphere, especially when you find people of like minds. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's probably my favorite thing of comedy is just all different levels you know, and then if you meet someone and they've done stand-up, like, you just can talk to, you know. And then, I, I, like, making jokes and stuff, like, you can make jokes and you're not, uh, they're not going to be mad. Yeah. Like, comics are the only people that, like, they just don't get, I don't, the comics that are legit comics, they don't get, like, uh, you know, you can't hurt their feelings. They can't get upset. They don't get offended. They can never be offended. Because uh, it's, like, it's all about the joke, and that's the... That's, and everybody gets it, and that's the point of it. So, yeah, comedy is, I love the world. It's, you know, like actors, I don't know if the actors have, like, a camaraderie like that. Like, stand-up is, you know, because you've all done bad gigs. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've all been through it. So you all kind of, you know, you're you're kind of together, and that is an awesome thing. Yeah, <clears throat> there's a saying that goes, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. And I guess when you're friends with comedians, it's like, don't let your feelings get in the way of a good joke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's a world now where people are they're too agreeable, and you're like agreeable. Agreeing is not funny. If I agree with you, it's not. That's not a funny thing to do at all. Funny is to not agree. So you always got to go against the opposite. You know, there, now it's like seems like comics. You know, like George Carlin and Richard Pryor and all them. They were going against uh, the establishment or whatever. And now it seems like sometimes they all go with it. You're like, well, that, what's funny about that? There's nothing funny with being like, hey, everybody, go do everything you're supposed to go do. You know? No, it's the weirdest thing because, and people have sometimes have, you know, have come to me if, if they're starting to do a, a stand-up career, if they're writing comedy or whatever. And, and you know, it, it's, it's an entire uh, art form that really has rules that aren't rules. If the end result is the audience is laughing and having a good time or the recipient of the joke enjoys it. It worked. So, you know, it worked. Yeah. So, and it's, it, but it, it really is the most personal thing you know, for you. You have a very unique style that is an every man kind of style, but uh, that, you know, that may not work for somebody else. So it, it's really, uh, it's, it's a very personal expression. Yeah. Yeah. It's everybody's, yeah, everybody's got their own style. Like the idea of, uh, you know, I was just talking to someone about it too. Like with uh, them writing people writing jokes. Like there's now it's a lot of, you know, I tell stories. It's all kind of personal now, uh, which I think Louis C.K. was a big part of that, where he really started, you know, talking about being personal. Right. You know, like whenever, like whenever 2000s, and 
it kind of changed the way a lot of people write comedy now. And it's not as me just jokey joke. Yeah. I, comedians but you're seeing a little bit more some now where you can have some newer comics like tell jokes and stuff like that uh that form but yeah who who who, who were your who were your inspirations uh i you know my, so i'm a big seinfeld guy yeah seinfeld was my uh favorite and then uh brian regan yeah uh and and then and then when i moved to new york uh and saw people was like bill burr i was big J. Uh, Ogerson and the Kurt Metzger, seeing them, Patrice O'Neill. Like, you know, guys, I'm a clean comedian, so it's like opposite of what I am. <laughs> right, yeah. right. That's the absolute opposite. Yeah. The exact, uh, David Tell. David Tell, David Tell is about, he's like the only comic I, I think I would pay to still, I'd pay to watch him. He's that good. He's yeah. Good. yeah, we love he, David. He's, 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 he's done stuff for us. Fun. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Yeah. For fun. All right, well, That's listen. Nate, good luck with the the premiere of this. It is uh, tomorrow. It's called The Greatest Average American, uh, <laughs> and you'll find it on Netflix uh, starting tomorrow. So hang in there, Nate. We'll talk to you soon, okay, man? Absolutely. Thank you. You bet. Nate Pergatti, guys. Nice. Yeah, he's he's funny. He's got this dry, really cool delivery, and he can't help but just yeah identify with him and have some fun. In and the it, trailer for the uh, for the special, he talks about um, uh, not realizing that a, a coat he was buying was is reversible, yeah. and so he bought two of them because he <laughs> thought they were in two different colors. <laughs> and it's probably true. Yeah, it's it's funny because his his um, act is clean. Yeah, but he hangs out with all the, the dirty dirtiest. Of, yeah, I Jay, mean, like Jay, you don't get dirtier than Jay Ogerson. <laughs> Wow. All right. We need to break and come back in a moment. Not before I remind you, we have a secret text word. Chance for you to win a digital download of the sci-fi thriller Cosmic Sin with Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo. So text word secret 39333. Might win in just a little bit. We'll come back in a moment. Stay down. It's the first weekend of spring. And since we've already sprung forward, except for the stupid microwave clock... It's time for some spring cleaning. All weekend, MMR will be dusting off a bunch of great songs from the MM archives that haven't seen the light of day in a while. So listen as we go all Marie Kondo, digging way back into the far reaches of the MM archives. But rest assured, it all brings us joy. So we won't be throwing anything away. The Spring Cleaning Weekend from the Rock and Roll Pack Rats at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, the Equinox. So, where it is, is it, uh, Nick's been feeling a little anxious lately. <laughs> well, in, in particular and specific times. Okay, so no, sometimes we will we'll have an idea of something to talk about in the air, and one of us will just ask that we trust what yeah. they have to say. And, and so Nick just gave us very little bit of information about uh, something. So we, we like to hash these things out live on the air and see where they go. Because that's when therapy is best conducted. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've been binging Community uh, with Joel McHale and Chevy Chase, and, mm-hmm. and I love the show. It's it's great. And um, there's a scene uh, a few seasons in where Allison Bree decides to move out of her apartment, and she's going to move in with Troy and Abed. And Pierce, played by Chevy Chase, decides to come over and help her move. And in so doing, he proceeds to ruin the apartment. There's right. a scene where he spills paint all over the floor. He messes up the electrical outlet. And so he like the, the you know, the line from the electrical outlet goes up and then lights up the, the wall on fire. And then there's an explosion. Yeah. And I find that um, I noticed this about myself before, but I wasn't able to put my finger on it until watching that scene in community the other day that I get incredibly anxious 
when spills happen on TV, when stuff ends up all over the floor. If, really? if, if there's like um, something going wrong. Here's the scene up on our screens here in the television and, okay. and in, the, in the studio. And uh, I, the mess that's being made and the damage that's being caused on a fictional television in a fictional apartment causes me to get incredibly tense and I don't know how to manage it. So I was wondering if I'm alone in that endeavor. I Googled it, and it turns out okay. people feel the same really? feeling. So, yeah. Okay. A couple of questions. Yes. Uh, so so uh, is this a recent development? For example, when you watched the no. movie The Money Pit, were you able to watch it without this? Uh, no, but I wasn't able to figure out what the anxiety the was okay. before. Right. And it's, it's, uh, it's a palpable sense in my body because this person is messing up an, an apartment and making it, uh, ruining it. Okay, let's see if, if, if people can uh, identify. If you if you get anxious when you see messes or spills on TV shows, not in real life. No. no. I mean, honestly, like if, if Chevy Chase came in and did that in our studio, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of funny. Right. You know, but it's, it's the fact that that mess is being created in an apartment. And I, I think what it is, and this is what I was reading a little bit, is that I have zero control over that mess happening on, on television. Like it's... This is going to happen. The spill's going to go everywhere. If I'm watching a bounty commercial and right. somebody spills the and, and they have to clean it up with the, the quicker picker-upper, yeah. that gives me anxiety. All right. 215-263-WMMR. Do you think this feeds into, Casey, you have a thing where uh, you hate, like, uh, Meet the Fockers. Uh, I hate the comedy where anything that can go wrong will Goes go wrong. wrong. Do you yeah. think it also has to do with a sense of being uh, not in control? Uh, of being able, mm. of seeing a potential situation that you see is going to happen, Possibly. and you have no control over averting it, that might be similar to you, Nick, in some way. Yeah, yeah. and people are texting in to to agree. There's another one that came in, and this is, I feel this, but less when uh, you know, like in, in um, uh, Age of Ultron, which we referenced earlier in the show. You know, when Sokovia gets blown up, like that, that bothers me, um, but it doesn't give me anxiety. You know, like I see, oh, this this city's going to be destroyed. But it's it's specifically messes being created or or uh, things going awry. But if they showed a chunk of that city getting blown through the window of another home and knocks over a vase, yeah, like Wandavision, that... you know, when they flash back to spoiler alert and they go to Wanda's earlier days and and she's dealing with like you know the stuff that happens in her apartment, uh, um, that I, I, that gets under my skin. I can't deal with it. It's wow, it's bizarre, that's very specific, yeah. and very odd. It, it, uh, I can I. Yeah, no, I can kind of see. I, I, you know me, I, I do not like not being in control, and that that freaks me out. Mm -hmm. But in, in, in cases like where um, I do love the um, everything's going wrong sort of scenario, and I'm watching someone else deal with it, uh, if it pertained to me specifically, yeah. I would freak out. But in, in those cases, I do I do enjoy it. The money pit for me is is just a an orgy of yeah. is, of destruction that I love, oh, and I, I never liked that, liked that movie. Mo oh, really? Oh, I loved that movie. Oh, I didn't mm -hmm. like it, and I maybe that's why I didn't like it. I didn't, you know, know back then what I know now. I love his stuff. feeling, especially the laugh when yeah. everything, you know, that, that we played. Like, yeah, nothing else can go wrong, <laughs> it's just, and then it, it does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Somebody has a question, Nick. Like on the on the quicker picker upper commercial. When you see the spill get cleaned up, do you get a sense of satisfaction? Absolutely. Do you shoot? Do you no. shoot? Gross man. No, I don't do that. <laughs> well, you got the paper oh, towel. God. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't have a paper towel in my hand, too. Clean that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, uh, you know, if it's, a, if it's a commercial for, you know, a cleaning product, <laughs> they're going to clean it up in the commercial. Right. I, now, here's something. You brought that point up, Preston. Like, when they do that and they do a, a quick sweep around of, mm -hmm. of, of a spill and they get it all up. I'm I, like, you're never going to get it in one yeah, shot in yeah. real life. No but, way. But I do like it. I yeah. do like seeing it. No, it's satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're able to do that. 
that they could do that. Yeah. So the mo- the only movie I ever walked away or walked out of was that movie Are We There Yet with with Ice yeah. Cube, and it was another one of those. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And you I hate think, that. And I think there might be a control issue because I think it is the the one point where I said to I said to my I says to myself yeah. I says Casey because he walks he gets out of the car right and he goes into a store and in my mind because I didn't say it out loud I go. If she gets behind the driver's side, driver wheel of the car, the driver's side wheel, driver's of the car. And wheel, if she gets behind the wheel of the car and drives away, this little girl, yeah, I'm like, I'm out, I'm leaving, and he goes into the store, and sure enough, she gets into the driver's side. You and saw drives it coming, away, and so I saw it you couldn't avoid it. It was predictable, and I had no control over I, it. I understand that. I understand. Mm-hmm. To, I don't react that way. I, I actually yeah. enjoy seeing that other that that part of the the deal. That's why I do enjoy the money pit. But it's an interesting dynamic. I'm going to go to some calls. I have Anthony on the line. Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Hey, good morning, it. Hey, good morning, it, man. What's up? <laughs> Uh, nothing. I was listening to you guys, and like I get that same feeling when if I see somebody making this horrible mess, I'm sitting there in my head like, oh, my God, well, the floors and this and that and the other thing is going to go badly. <laughs> so I just, like, I rack up a bill in my head. I'm actually a That's contractor it. for a company that you advertise Stop for. Stop it. <laughs> you, start to, you start to add up the bill, and you do too, Nick? I do, yeah. I was, oh when God. I was watching Chevy Chase spill the paint, I was like, well, that's going to cost a lot of money to clean that up. How are they going to get the paint out of the floor? they got to bring over a contractor. <laughs> I think you found yeah, the root well, of your yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, it's money-related. I honestly, I, I kid That's you it. not. It's, I think it, subliminally, yes. it might be the money How thing. much would that cost? Maybe, yeah. Exactly. I, I'm sitting there like itemizing thing like broken pipe that's six hundred dollars yes. all that's getting into the sewer uh that's done wow yeah, so yeah. Okay. i definitely feel the same man interesting thanks quick, man quick question for you nick again then on top of this um do you find any satisfaction in the rage rooms that you've done uh a little bit i but i've, I've mentioned this before i find them tiring okay. yeah, <laughs> you know, right, so yeah. like I, I get worn out by and them you don't so. have to clean it up when you're done like when it's over you just leave well, and you know what else it, does it i've created that mess you yeah. know the, the on television i'm not creating it and i have no control over it getting cleaned all right. up all right let me ask you is it just liquids spills or if someone trashes a an apartment yeah, does I mean, that get in your head too anything that's screwing up the apartment anything that's you know messing really up the scene. yeah yeah because no. i would think spills are much more invasive they get it, it gets into cracks it you know it's Spreads out yeah. all over the place. But, I mean, like, again, this, this I keep going back to this Chevy chasing, but it's one thing after another getting worse and worse in that apartment. And, and like, the last caller, I was like, oh, I start adding it up in my head. I was like, this this is going to cost that apartment so much money. I'm going to go to Shane. Same anxiety we have about spills, but is a psychologist oh. and might know how you can get past this. Shane, good morning. Good morning, guys. All right. So you Happy have you have this. Day. You have the same Day. So you experience the same type of sensation that that Nick does—a little bit of anxiety when you see uh, spills taking place on television. Not a little bit, a lot. Okay. Uh. But it, it's depending on the movie. I, I can watch the Money Pit and laugh laugh my butt off at the Money Pit. But there's an old movie. It's a body switch movie with Dudley Moore. I don't remember that. Yeah, movie. and vice versa. Yeah, Kirk Cameron's I think in that it, right? was it, wasn't it? Yeah. They absolutely trash a beautiful house. <laughs> and watching that scene makes me cringe. I cannot stand it. It, but it, the money pit doesn't bother me, so it's it's definitely dependent on what goes on. And weird science when they trash the house that doesn't bother me, but it does have to do with control. I, as I said, I'm a psychologist. I treat this. It's all about being out of control and not being able to fix things. Okay. Do so. Do you, can you suggest a method for Nick to mitigate that um, uncomfortable sense? 
Sure, he should sneak into people's apartments and totally trash them. Yeah. <laughs> it, then get right. comfortable to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's my my thing is always it's always the perception that it's a set. It's designed for to be trashed. It, it's not even a real abode. Like the same thing when I when I started watching horror movies as a kid, my father was always you know a big fan of the Universal horror movies and would always prep me by saying you know there, there's if you come back past where they where you're looking there are there's a director standing there and it's it's not real so th- would that help? Actually, that will work against him. He has to be convinced that it will be okay that this is trashed. Okay, and it will get fixed. Yeah, it has nothing to do with whether you know, I, I my my brain knows and recognizes this is a TV show and a set. Like you know, that's not that's not the issue for me. It's it's what's happening during that show and on that set that gives me the anxiety. Yeah, it, it, it's about control, one hundred percent. Okay. By the way, the name of the movie was uh, "Like Father, Like Son." It was oh, like vice versa. There you go. Yeah, vice versa was uh, um, Judd Reinhold and Fred Savage. And Fred Savage. Savage. They're all See, the now same that movie. was going to give me anxiety because <laughs> I couldn't figure out the title of that damn right. thing. All right, let me go to Jude. Same thing for her. Jude, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you? Do you feel? Is this the first you've heard that someone else shares this experience with you? Yes, it is. And you oh probably feel pretty good that you're not alone. Oh my God, I feel great that I to know I'm not alone. I have tears in my eyes right now because I'm thinking about all the anxiety I've had over the years. And as soon as you guys mentioned Money Pit, I had to pull over. I'm like, the biggest anxiety of my life was when I saw Money Pit. Really? I, I am shaking right now <laughs> because I never realized it's because of how they messed up that place. I grew up with a very um, OCD mom, (laughs) and she had to have the house so clean. And I think that's why. I've always known I've had OCD about it, but I've never realized it's because of the mess. (laughs) That makes sense. Honestly, think of how you would have benefited had you have had a slob like Kathy as a mom. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, poor Chase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, listen, it's it's part of the deal. And and, and so you, you had an experience. And almost, how, how clean would your mom keep it? Oh, spot was clean. Yeah. Spot was clean. I mean, it wasn't like it was a real negative, like, but it was a real positive that it had to be very clean. Right. But it had to be, and it had to be done all the time, and it had to be done each week at a certain time in a certain way. Oh, my God, I take care of her now, and um, I have to do things a certain way so she's happy at 85 years old. Wow. Jude, let me ask you about the uh, the spills and the messes. Of, uh, of, oh. A standard go-to in movies is somebody spills something on someone's shirt, you yeah. know, makes a mess like that. Uh, does that affect you as well? Oh, it really does. It really does. My boys, who are adults, have pointed out to me recently, every time something like that happens on the screen, my hands immediately go up to my face like I'm getting ready to cover my eyes. Oh, have you ever seen... And I didn't even realize I was doing it. Have wow. you ever seen the movie Mommy Dearest? Um, yeah, way back in the day. It, yeah. it, it was. It, I was very upset for for days after seeing it. Yeah, because Joan Crawford, as depicted in the movie, is is psychotically cleanly and they they try to draw some um reasons for that and then there's obviously there's the wire hanger scene but mm. uh yeah i could see where that would drive you over the edge yeah yeah for yeah. sure so i don't think i have ocd i have ocd by proxy <laughs> okay <laughs> okay yeah well jude with this spill thing you're not alone you're not alone oh, you're not alone God. 
guys. Thank you so much for speaking up, Nick. It was a very powerful thing you did for me today. Well, good. I'm glad <laughs> to hear that, Jude. Yeah, I hope Maybe it when helps. COVID's over, we could do a support group. Yeah. My name is Nick, and I don't like spills. Get out and get some cocktails. Yeah, you, can, you guys can smoke and have donuts like they do at the meetings. Here's a text that says, uh, what about on Friends when Ross was dating the girl in the apartment with trash and food everywhere? At least she was hot. That's from Harry in Conchie. Yeah, she and he was... spells his name H-A-I-R-Y, Harry. Maybe he's just very hairy. Okay, maybe. <laughs> that scene uh, is awful. It's oh. it's just terrible. I know exactly what he's talking about, and, and, and she was a hot person, <laughs> but man, I can't watch that scene without feeling a pit in my stomach. It, it's just, it really gets to me. Hey, here's an interesting text from somebody says, I have a habit of cleaning people's bathrooms when visiting. Oh, oh my God. God. The toilet. Who the is dust that? I want to invite them over. The trim. <laughs> oh, I can't stand it. I literally get anxious at the corners full of dust. I actually oh used to, God. I was trained to, uh, as a kid, to always make sure that the, the, the toilet was clean. Yes. You know, always. And that means that the top, uh, the whatever you call it, the lid and and the mm-hmm. other part, because as a guy, the you pipes. lift it a lot and you pee. Yeah. So uh, if I would go to someone's house... I would lift the lid, and if it wasn't clean, I'd take toilet paper and clean it up for him. Would you also, and I would do this, if I go to someone's house, I don't, I dry any water that's around the... On the sink? The sink. Yeah. 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 Sure, I'll do that. Uh, growing up, my toilet seats did not stay up. So if you lifted the toilet, because we always had the padded toilet seats. Oh, I hated those. And they Dude, always, yeah. We have one. Rochelle got it a couple of years ago. <laughs> you, it doesn't stay up. It doesn't up. stay when up. You pull, when you pull it up to pee... It does not stay up. It's the the foam is too big. It won't come back it down. Sucks. I tried to explain it to her, and I said, you know, and having to do that as a guy yeah. with one hand the whole time holding it, and then pee and, and move around your junk and whatever you got to do. I told her, look, I'm just going to start peeing on the seat. I do apologize, it. but I'm, I'm going to do, do it. it. That's yeah. your protest. I'm not, I'm I tell you what, anymore. when you're taking a dump, it does not provide enough torque. And finally, <laughs> I agree with that yes. too. Finally, it it's cracked. So the the vinyl, whatever that that, yeah. that uh, has cracked, and I'm like, thank God, yeah. let's get rid of this. Yeah, yeah. Get a normal seat. And she was like, oh, and I'm like, well, uh, uh, my uh, ass, yeah. uh, and literally a- my ass. <laughs> yeah, well, then a- I'm gonna withhold sex from you. There's only one person in my household that pees on the toilet seat, and he refuses <laughs> to accept. He's like, it's probably Casey. I'm like. She sits down the pee, dude, and it's all over the back of the seat. (laughs) It's all over where her ass would be. Why? I, God damn it. (laughs) You don't. I I understand. It's too hard to to lift the toilet seat. But can you just, I'm like, have a little respect for the women that you live with. And it's not a padded seat? It's not a padded seat. He's got no excuse. He's got no excuse. Military school. I'm going to go to Clint back to the spills thing. Hi, Clint, you're on the air. Good morning, gentlemen and ladies. Good morning, sir. Good What's morning. All right, so how about this? You have the same thing that Nick has? You know, Nick, I have to say thank you for bringing this up. I thought I was going insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to know we're not alone, right? It, exactly. So I, I don't know about you, but with the commercials with the bounty picker-upper stuff, when they spill the stuff on the radio, I have to pull over. I am so anxious. I, I, I'm out of control. I, I have to pull over and let the commercial finish and realize that it's actually a commercial. Wow. So so when they're spilling, even if you just hear, wow. so you said on the radio, if there's radio, mention of it, that's too much. That's too much. I have to pull over. So when you see it on an actual commercial on the television, what does that do to you? I have to switch the channel. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. I, All right. I have a question for both Clint and, and Nick. So there's a scene, there's an iconic scene 
in The Godfather where Michael meets with the uh, chief of police and yeah. Salazzo and he's going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So bottom line, spoiler alert, he shoots him, <laughs> kills him. One of them hit, falls on the table, knocks it sideways, and mess goes everywhere. You got two dead bodies right there. That's yeah. fine. Are you focusing on the mess? 100%. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. How, right. about, how about you, Clint? Yes, 100%. Okay. Yeah. If if Michael had uh, <laughs> spilled spaghetti sauce on his shirt beforehand yeah. or knocked it on the floor, that would have bothered me than murder. Wow. Really? What I... if the scene ended with Michael taking out a dust buster? And cleaning it up yeah. real quick. Gotta make sure it looks nice and clean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about when they're cleaning up the body uh, when uh, Jules accidentally shoots that guy in the back of the Marvin. car? Marvin. I shot yeah. Marvin in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little itty bitty bits of piece of brain all over the place. Did that bother you when they had to clean that up in the back of the car? Yeah, or were you more like... thinking about brain and skull? That's a Any double mess. mess. What, what about you? Any mess whatsoever. Any mess whatsoever. Okay. All right. Thanks, Clint. Appreciate it. Well, yeah. then, like in the boys, when the heads are exploding all over the place, yeah, they but make, that's, that it's makes different. Like yeah. that's it's body gore for whatever reason is not doesn't get to me. It's it's spilling stuff, like it's, paint it's, and tar yeah, yeah, yeah. and things of that nature. There's this person texted in. There's another good example: a Ghostbuster scene where they where they caught Slimer and he's around that room. You know, yeah. he's flying around and they have to um, take. Uh, uh, Bill Murray tries to take the uh, tablecloth and and pull it out, and the stuff goes spilling everywhere. That that bothers the crap out of me. So let's see Michael Corleone take out like a tide stick, you know. Right. Like, yeah, let me get that for you. And then, then they're, they're not going to you drop your hands to the side, pick up the dust buster and start cleaning up. Uh, Christine, you are on the air. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, it. Good, Good morning, morning it. it. All right. So you too? Yes. So for me, it's more of the mess to the house itself okay. than messes in general because um, I mean, granted, I got OCD. I hate messes, but I'm a homeowner adjuster. So for me, watching a house just get <laughs> messed up, like the stupid, oh, let's put a hole here because the, the piece of wood fell or a kid went through the wall, that for me stresses me out because I'm like, oh, God. That 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 would be a claim. I would have to fix that. Like, <laughs> okay, more work so, would come in. Yeah, your your profession that it relies on that. So, is your own home pretty spotless? For, for the most part, yes. Yeah. With the exception of when my kids come in and destroy a room. But okay. I cannot like. I'm on edge. If you ask my husband, like. <laughs> I'm at a different level when the house is a mess versus when it's clean. I am much more chill because my anxiety turns into uh, anger. (laughs) So I'm much more calm when the house is all in one piece. Everything's where it belongs because it definitely comes out as anxiety for me. All right. But it's interesting because Nick says his own mess is not a big deal. I can handle that. But but watching one that you can't. Jump in and help out, maybe clean up. Is that right. part of it? Oh, sure. Yeah, it's the, it's it is. It's the control of what's going on on the TV. Is that I have no control over that. And we're watching the Ghostbuster scene when he when he says, you know, he pulls the uh, the tablecloth out <laughs> yeah. from underneath, and the flowers are still, still standing. standing. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love that mess wow. that he makes. Oh, I can't mm-hmm. take it. Mm-hmm. All right, here's a text that says the giant spill in Home Alone and how they wipe it up with fancy napkins and toss them out drives me nuts. Because they're tossing out the fancy napkins, I guess? I, I guess so. All right. I guess maybe maybe part of that. So, wow. My wife has, like, when I when I do paper towels and I, I'll just do a lot of them, I'm like, I'm, I'm, forget it. I, I'm going to use paper towels. And, and, I, and, like, for example, with cat vomit, I don't like to feel the cold cat vomit on my fingers when I'm cleaning it up. So I, I make like oh, mittens gross. out of the, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and she'll still complain how much I use. Like, I, you know what? It's worth it to me. Yeah. I don't want to feel the cold cat. Vomit. I know. I know. I don't like that. 
Uh, and Casey, oh man, there was one more thing I was going to ask you. Um, what was it that, that drives you crazy that you were talking about? That's anything that can go wrong will go oh, wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, somebody was texting and saying that's why they don't watch The Office, but you love The Office. Uh, the Office is well. My, no, Michael Scott Michael's, is very, very uh, cringeworthy, and especially more so in the beginning, like the very first season of of The Office. I think is more cringeworthy than the rest. There's well, a whole uh, subreddit on the, an episode called Scott's Tots, and okay. and, and so <laughs> it's the best. It, it's a it, best. but but people can't watch that episode. It gives them so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. This is where he 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 makes them believe he's set up. He had the intention of setting up a scholarship fund. For these kids that he never really did, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it, it's the most uncomfortable viewing, but it's hilarious. What about when they sp- he spills the chili all over the office? Kevin, yeah, yeah. Kevin spilling the chili that is awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it's funny. That's a mess, man. people. Who's going to clean that up, Angela? All right, Kevin cleans it up. He's the one who spilled it. All right. Well, it's uh, it, apparently some people it affects. Interesting. I'm Nick. glad I'm not alone. Good to know, and I'm glad you shared that. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and come back in a second. I have some bizarre file stories that are set aside specifically for you. And we're getting closer to getting you the letter of the day for the word of the week. And we're getting closer to giving that word of the week prize away, which is $500. We'll do it on Friday. Be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Rob Zombie. Papa Roach. Wolfgang Van Halen. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. And the Bizarre File this morning is brought to you by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. Schedule their full service program. And get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Pretty wild story. A babysitter was alone with a young child when a Pennsylvania couple broke into an Englewood home, helped themselves to food, drink, even a shower, and then fled in the victim's SUV. There may have, they may have even had sex while they were oh, there, no. too. Yes. The babysitter eventually discovered the pair who fled in the homeowner's Lincoln Navigator with jewelry, a wallet, clothing, and a backpack while leaving their clunker that they had driven up in behind. Oh, yeah. They also took the one item that authorities said would lead police directly to them. It was somebody's iPhone. Uh Uh-huh. They could trace that. Yep. Alex Ray Yeakley and Amanda Lentz uh, had been in the home for some time, the police chief said. And it was believed that they ate some food, drank some juice, had sex, and even showered with one of them donning the homeowner's robe. Nice. Uh, and this is while the sitter is there yeah. and doesn't know what's going on. It's like a, like a horror movie, but not. Uh, some of their activities were even caught on surveillance video. Uh, detectives tracked the stolen phone to Orange County, New York, then immediately notified New York State Police surrounding local agencies. They chased and caught the pair soon after. A woman was arrested on Tuesday after striking her boyfriend with a hammer. Oh. She also hit the windshield of his car with a hammer, punctured the vehicle's tire, and then, Nick, this will drive you crazy, vandalized the car by smearing barbecue sauce no. and whipped cream on it. No. If I had a hammer, Making a I'd mess. hit you in the head. Uh, police said that they responded to a domestic dispute uh, and spoke to a man who said the couple had decided to end their long-term relationship. He said that his ex-girlfriend, Beth Bruna, 
had become enraged when he went to her apartment and... Where's my hammer and where's my barbecue sauce? ...put her belongings on the ground outside. When she saw the victim putting her things outside, she ran out to confront him and began throwing eggs at his vehicle. <laughs> She's very creative. Now, the man admitted to police that he got out of his vehicle and hit Bruno with an open hand with enough force to drop her to the ground. That's not right. But not long after the incident at her apartment, she returned to the victim's house where she began damaging his car, including applying the barbecue sauce and whipped cream... The victim told police that while he was trying to stop Bruna from the vandalism from uh, the vandalism to his vehicle, she took the hammer and hit him above his eye, causing a laceration. He was uh, treated for the wound and required a staple to close it up. Uh, the assault only stopped when Bruna's sister confronted her and then called the police. Barbecue sauce and whipped cream? Oh. Mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> Bruna posted a bond and was released from jail the next day. Faces aggravated battery using a deadly weapon. Most married couples probably would decline to do this, but an on-again, off-again couple in Ukraine have decided to try and strengthen their relationship by handcuffing themselves together for three months. Yeah, that seems good. Alexander Kudley and Victoria Pustavitova. Well, we're now four minutes into it and I want to kill you. Uh, cuffed themselves together on Valentine's Day. And 33-year-old Kudley told Reuters, we used, we used to break up once a week or twice a week. When during another fight, Vika once said that we had to break up, I replied, then I will attach myself to you. Things turned south when she had to wipe her ass. Uh, She says she eventually warmed up to the idea, and now the two of them do everything together. After nearly a a month of being cuffed, the couple says that while tensions still rise, uh, they found new productive ways to work through their disagreements. They're idiots. Uh, The two have gotten thousands of new Instagram followers as they chronicle their experiment and have appeared on Ukrainian talk shows to share more about their experience. Do you remotely think you could pull something off like that? No. No, it's impossible. <laughs> not, with, not with anybody. Yeah, There's no. no. Way. Uh, a grandmother in Las Vegas thinks that she saw a demon talking to her grandchild. Tori McKenzie set up a motion-activated camera in her two-year-old grandchild's room after her son reported the child had been heard saying, go away, after she went to bed. I'm the devil! Uh, the grandmother oh, says is. that she tried to get evil out of the house by burning oils, but says when she did cabinets and curtains, uh, no, I'm sorry, when she did, cabinets and curtains opened and closed, and music began to play on its own. So what does the devil listen to these days? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. uh, when she checked Frankenstein, yeah. That's what this plays on a loop in hell. In my Hollywood. Are you liking this? (laughs) All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear that once again, fellas. (laughs) Okay, that's enough. Did you see the picture of the demon? No. Looks like a guy wearing a onesie. Yeah, you're right. It does. <laughs> so uh, she said uh, when she checked the footage from the camera after a few days, she claimed to have found a scary image of a figure standing a few inches away from the grandchild. Uh, she also says the creature has a horn on its head and long claws. So it's a unidemon. She shared the images on Facebook where some argued it was fake. And no. yeah, it's a guy wearing like a green man it's suit. basically yeah. what it is. 
warned her uh, the creature looked uh, demonic. She added I'm here that, to, to, I'm the demon. I'm going to infect the child. She said the two-year-old isn't scared of the figure and thinks it's her friend, but one night she told it to go away. You're going to need a priapism to get rid of me. While I was reading this story yesterday, I showed Casey and Nick an old video. It's... <laughs> From back in the probably 80s or 90s where a woman swore that she had a haunted toaster. Have you ever seen that one, yes, Steve? Yeah, oh, my it. God. I love it. It is so funny. I can't get over it. She shows this piece of burnt toast <laughs> where somebody has taken their fingernail and scratched in the word Satan lives. Uh-huh. You need to see it if you've <laughs> yeah, never yeah. seen it before. It's one of the first that made a big uh, yeah. sort of a viral it's sensation. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. Let's take a break, but let's also get our secret text Winner, Kathy, give me a number, caller. Seven. All right, caller seven. You get to take a shot at it. 215-263-WMMR when we come back. We'll have a lesson question, so you can try to win that if you don't win this. And we'll get trash in music news, too. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them, too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, We're going to get a winner. That's what we got to do. We had the secret text word today, and we were looking for caller number seven, I believe, and we go to that caller now, and it happens to be Mark. Hey, Mark, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, you bitches. Good morning, you bitch. (laughs) All right, what's our secret text word, Mark? (laughs) Verde. Verde. You got it, buddy. Hang on a second. We are going to give you digital download of the sci-fi thriller Cosmic Sin, starring Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo. 400 years after humans colonized the outer planets, a retired military general is called back to service after an attack by a hostile alien fleet. Uh, it's a true story. Uh, you can own it now on I didn't digital read about this. and on-demand rated R from Paramount Pictures. Uh, we also had a random texter, and that random texter, texter is Christopher Hickey of Philadelphia. Hickey. So congratulations to you as well. We will now give something else away because we have a lesson question. No, wait. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do the lesson question now. Sorry, I got a little little out of whack there. Uh, And we are going to give away a home run package for All That Rage, the new Rage Room located at the Bates Motel Escape Room Facility in Westchester. And all right, after hurling, what is one of the most popular sports in Ireland? Not really, okay? So it's not cricket or lawn bowling or anything like that. Something Steve said. After hurling, what is one of the most popular sports in Ireland? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. You can start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. It's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Instagram yesterday announced a new restriction that will prevent adults from direct messaging people under 18 who don't follow them. Mark Zuckerberg issued a statement saying, Today we took a bold step to rid Instagram of pedophiles and send them where they belong. Facebook. Yeah. Oh, my God. The Bachelor's Kelly Flanagan explaining why she broke up with Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelor Peter Weber at the end of 2020. Flanagan said she knew it was over when she found the very slow Weber yelling at his shadow. Hey! He was, afraid, he was afraid. And finally, Prince Philip. This is very cool. Officially discharged from the hospital yesterday after a one-month stay. 
While leaving the hospital, the 99-year-old Duke of Edinburgh flashed a big smile at a group of well-wishers and broke his jaw. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the Hollywood. All right. Uh, we shall see if you know the answer to this after hurling. What is one of the most popular sports in Ireland? And I will go to Dan to see if we can get a winner. Hey, Dan. Good morning, it, Dan. All right, after hurling, what is one of the most popular sports in Ireland? Gurning. Gurning. That is correct. Gurning is where people make that weird face where their, their bottom lip comes up to their nose. It helps if you have no teeth. Uh, Dan, you got it right. We're going to give you a home run package for all that rage. A new rage room. Located at the Bates Motel Escape Room Facility in Westchester, PA, your package includes a 15-minute session with over 20 breakable items. Safety equipment is included. COVID-19 protocols are in place. You can visit allthatrage.com to book your visit and for complete details. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Music News this morning is sponsored by Horizon Services. 21-point AC tune-up for just $59 at horizonservices.com. Uh, this is a great story. Imagine Dragons have released the music video for their new single. It's called Follow You, which stars our friends Rob McElhenney and Caitlin Olsen. This is cool. It's very funny, too. Uh, the clip was shot inside of the Venetian Theater at the Venetian Resort Las Vegas and made its global broadcast premiere on MTV Live, as well as on the Viacom CBS Times Square billboard yesterday. Um, and according to, uh, well, Follow You, by the way, was released on Friday and was written by vocalist Dan Reynolds after getting back together and eventually remarrying his wife after a seven-month separation a few years ago. He said, uh, I wanted the song to represent a love that is realistic, one where love isn't perfect, but it endures. Uh, Follow You and a second song called Cutthroat, Mark the first new music from the band since their Origins album, which uh, was released in 2018. It's hilarious. Um, Mac ends up with his shirt off yeah. uh, at, at a point. And, um, yeah, the whole concept is funny. She's taking Rob for his birthday for a surprise concert that she set up. Right. Um, he thinks it's going to be the Killers because they're his favorite band. And she's no, no, it's Imagine Dragons. He's like, but that's your favorite band. She's like, yeah, let's watch it. And then, then they come out and play the song, and some funny stuff happens. It's it's cute, as you would imagine. Uh, Courtney Love has revealed she almost died last year. What? After a battle with anemia. Uh, she wrote via Instagram, people, I've been sad and extremely sick, debilitated, in an in indescribable pain, and in August, at 97 pounds, almost died in the hospital from anemia. 97 pounds? Yeah. She said, I was stigmatized for being an addict for nine months by many ill-equipped doctors, backwards doctors, and quacks, while in debilitating acute pain. Then I met the most uh, em- empathic, wise pain management doctor, and I'm so grateful. I will help you. Uh, she said, but I'm so good now. Uh, and on CBD oil which has removed almost all the physical symptoms and all the pain. I used to scoff at cannabis slash THC, and I also am no fan of the narcotic effect. Hate the weed feeling, and this isn't that. It's woman and nature supporting us. It's magic, but God's own CBD is a miracle. Um, So I don't know if that's the product name of it, God's own CBD. Uh, Love also revealed that she is 100% sober. Uh, She ended her post with, 
I've been basically bedridden. I thought I was broken for sure this time, but I'm okay. So I'm just waking and I'm frail, she said. I, I don't know if that's supposed to be walking or, or waking, but she said I'll Wakey, soon... Wakey, wakey. I'll soon be... Uh, I'll be strong again soon, she says. So well, she that seems like a journey. In a bad way, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Strokes lead singer, Julian Casablancas, uh, Casablanca, I'm sorry, has no use for blues rock. Uh, he dissed the genre after the group took home a Grammy this weekend for Best Rock Album for their 2020 project, The New Abnormal. Casablanca said, I kind of always make fun of rock and roll, so I think it's kind of funny or cool or fitting that we won the award. I think that people that say things are dead... I just feel like their imagination possibly has died. Honestly, there's no room for so many genres of music, not necessarily blues rock. Please, no more of that. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I like bluesy rock. And honestly, you better shut up. Uh, other Grammy rock and metal winners include Body Count for Best Metal Performance, Ice T's in that band, Yeah, uh, with a song called Bum Rush. And then here you go. Best Rock Performance. Mm-hmm. Fiona Apple oh. with Shamika. Okay. First of all. Yeah. It's not a rock song. No. No. It's no. not a very good song. It's not a good song. No. At least to my, my ears. I don't like I, it. I, I gave it a fair shot. Yeah. I was kind of excited when it came out because I do like Fiona Apple. I like her some good stuff. older stuff. Yeah. And I heard I'm like, this is not doing anything for me. But other people were praising it. I don't like it. And so, anyway. I don't like it. <laughs> and then Brittany Howard won for best rock song with a song called Stay High. It's, they never... They never get it right, ever, in rock. Ever. They're pissing me off. Yeah. Somebody has to do something. Former Guns N' Roses drummer Mad Sorum has revealed that he's about to finally become a father. Sorum, who is now 60, Whoa. And, his, and his wife have uh, posed for a new spread in People magazine. Uh, he wrote, uh, surprise, surprise, baby girl Sorum coming in July. We're beyond elated with God's gift of our baby girl. Of all the beautiful adventures we've been fortunate enough to have in our lives... Uh, there's nothing that compares to the joy we feel of finally creating our own family. Yeah, can, you, can you imagine that sperm heading towards the egg like... <laughs> yeah. We're excited to show our child all the wonderful experiences life has to offer. Alice and Matt. It's nice, but man... 60. Your kid is 10 and you're going to be 70? Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, but when they're 20, he'll be 80. I yeah. know, that's this true. This is my too. pops. Yeah. How are you, kid? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I had a friend who had... Uh, dramatically older parents, yeah. and it was strange. How, how it was so? Odd. They were old? like grandparents. Age. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I were, was, they, were they young at heart? I was like fourteen, fifteen. No, were they old at heart. Yeah, they yeah. were. They were old at heart. Now, do you maybe look back on things and go, "Okay, maybe those weren't actually his parents"? Yeah, I do now. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder, uh, but you know, who knows? Alec Baldwin is sixty-two, and he's got yeah. six babies. babies. He's got a couple of babies. Yeah. And I wouldn't change it for the world. That's right. Though I would change it in a heartbeat. I love those little pigs. I love those little pigs. Every little one of those, Every one of those little bastards mewing and puking and pissing. Uh, I wouldn't change a second of it. On September 7th. Every day crying and screaming. I love it. <laughs> on my se- Spanish but not really Spanish wife is the light of my life. <laughs> I love on- her honesty and her sincerity. Even though she's a chronic liar. But she's not Spanish. But the way she raises her non-Spanish Spanish children, every one of the little stinking bastards is a spark of life. <laughs> and her culture is so rich, the culture of Boston. <laughs> I mean Spain. I mean Spain. The, the Boston part of Spain. Uh, Boston. Uh, 
Yeah, Boss Spain. On September 7th. Boss Spain. Yeah, that's it, Boss Spain. Sorum will publish his autobiography tall, uh, titled A Double Talkin' Jive, uh, True Rock and Roll Stories from the Drummer of Guns N' Roses, The Cult, and Velvet Revolver. Queen will kick off the band's 50th anniversary celebrations on 50. Friday with a celebration running a full calendar year. I'd love to talk to Brian May again. That was one of my favorite I know. interviews we ever did. He yep. was sick a little while ago. Was he? Yeah, he's good now. Okay. Um, yeah, so they're going to do it for a full calendar year with a string of rare and iconic clips via YouTube chronicling the band's historic career. According to the announcement, uh, presented in chronological order, the series will take us from Queen's earliest shows at London's Rainbow and Odeon through vast arenas across the entire world on a journey culminating with the band's latest record-setting achievements with Adam Lambert. Uh, The video will feature concert footage, sound checks, backstage, and rare after-show access with with clips shedding new and important light on the band's catalog, along with rare and previously unseen films of the band at work and at play. Footage promised over the coming year includes performances from Queen's uh, first tours abroad to Europe, Scandinavia, and North America. So I'm in on that. That's well, they cool. just came across some um, unknown or footage they had no idea existed. Really? Uh, of uh, Freddie Mercury in the early days. That's right. It yeah. was uh, audio of it. Audio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Audio. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then one last thing. Uh, there's a virtual studio session with Des Rocks on March 25th with a pre-performance Q&A hosted by uh, Sarah Parker. The session includes state-of-the-art VR technology that puts you in the room with the uh-huh. band. Uh, two winners this week will get to ask a question during the q and I'm not sure if Sarah's giving away that or who is giving away that. This is my winners. Do you have any idea who that's uh, Well, it came to? from Sarah, so Sarah Jackson. Okay. Sarah Jackson. And so click contest at WMR.com. There's another chance for you to win your way in with one online winner getting a shot to ask the band a question during the Q&A. Yeah, what do you like to eat? And <laughs> that is all I have in music news for you. <laughs> Let's take our final break before we wrap the show. We'll be back in a moment. The letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. See what's cooking for tomorrow as well. Stay there. We'll be right back. It's the first weekend of spring. And since we've already sprung forward, except for the stupid microwave clock, it's time for some spring cleaning. All weekend, MMR will be dusting off a bunch of great songs from the MM archives that haven't seen the light of day in a while. So listen as we go all Marie Kondo, digging way back into the far reaches of the MM archives. But rest assured, it all brings us joy, so we won't be throwing anything away. The Spring Cleaning Weekend from the Rock and Roll Pack Rats at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, the Equinox. And we're going to wrap things up here on the Preston and Steve Show. This St. Patrick's Day, which uh, hopefully will be a wonderful one for you. We have had a good time. I would like to thank Mr. Jay Wright for being on the show today. Uh, Villanova Wildcats. Uh, start Friday as far as the um, uh, March Madness and uh, NCAA tournament goes, and they're taking on Winthrop. And he had said, which I was not aware, that that the 12-5 seed is usually one that can be an upset. I guess Historically, it's happened more in that particular matchup than than others. So 
Uh, he said they're they're going to be they're going to be ready. They're taking it seriously, and uh, so they're set to go. And he's just such a great guy. It was awesome to talk to him. Uh, and Nate Bergazzi was on the show yeah. too. Uh, Nate has his second Netflix comedy special. It is called The Greatest Average American, and it's uh, it's on tomorrow. And he's a really funny guy. He's a dry sense of humor, uh, but is, he's hilarious. There's a ton of stuff dropping tomorrow. You have that. You have the uh, the illusions. Uh, the Disney Discovery Plus special yeah. that Mark Summers was touting, and Justice League. Right, right. So a lot. Good stuff tomorrow. Uh, Pierre Robert has dropped as well. He's here in our studio. Made it in. Yeah, he said uh, a lot like of stuff is dropping yeah. tomorrow. Drop the needle on the record. Uh, how you doing, man? Good. Um... Exactly. Yeah. I forgot to wear green, first of ah, all. Okay. I mean, I, it doesn't feel like St. Patty's Day right. to me. Um, and then uh, secondly of all, or thirdly of all, um, it also occurred to me, um, your conversation about uh, Nick getting anxious about things. Yes. Um, Is that you too? No, not <laughs> in that particular way. But as a child, I used to get anxious watching Gilligan's Island Ever frustrating that they had so many chances to get <laughs> off that damn island, <laughs> you know, and they weren't getting off the island. At that, at the, and there was a point where, if you really stopped and thought about it, their best bet of getting off the island would have involved killing Gilligan. Right? <laughs> they, they would have, they would have had to. He he ended so many possible. I mean, he was the constant source of ruining their chances of getting off the island. Now, I don't suffer from anxiety for something like that, but I know what you're talking about. Mine is more of the, when clearly, if one person, this is not Gilligan's Island, yeah, but right. other scenarios, other other uh, sitcoms and things like that, just tell them. Just say say right. say what's going to fix the problem. Say, right. you know, that you, all you have to do is say this one thing. Three's company. Problem solved. That's mm-hmm. all it was. Three's company. Everything was somebody heard on the other side of a wall. Yeah. No, no, no. I meant the turkey baster. Oh! Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with Gilligan, but, like, if they get off the island, the show's over. Well, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. But, of course. There was something yeah. that just didn't connect to my childhood mind We're or perhaps my adult mind because... It's transferred into shows of today and not necessarily comedies. You guys hooked me on Lost. Yeah, yeah. And but I was a couple seasons behind, so I got I I bought the box set, and I was and I would do four or five or six of them every Friday night, and then finally it got into whatever season where they discovered an alternate island, you know, and it got it, yeah, it got, got more and more annoying to yeah. me. But but there was one where Jack, the handsome young doctor, sees some like mountain man, and he's going, "Get off of our air!" You know, he basically is saying something to the effect of, "Get off of this island. This is our island." And, and I stood up and I go, "No, no, no, no! You don't care where you want to get off of this crazy place. You're not fighting for this place. Stop it! That's not what you'd say. That's not what you would say." And that was the beginning of my disillusion. You, you know what the problem that was? It was a childhood disillusionment uh, manifesting itself as an adult because you took the Gilligan, Gilligan's Island stuff and brought it to Lost. Oh. Yeah. I got to call that Talk Zone place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're talking about talkspace.com slash psychiatry slash lost. I'm going to ask them about my lost slash Gilligan's Island. So they have a lost division. Yeah, people still dealing with that trauma. Maybe it had to do with the skipper, or maybe the professor could have helped. The skipper was a father figure. He was. I just think you need to spend more time on an island. (laughs) 
That's I what do. you need to do. We all I do. need to. Yeah. All right. All right, well, we'll work I our way. I still don't like the way Lost ended. It didn't make any sense. And the two timelines, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, it was, they're in the future, then they're past, then they're off, and then they want to go back. They don't want to go back. But then they have to crash again. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it really does haunt you. Yeah. But not that much. Okay. Yeah. But but Nick's thing about spilled stuff. Set you off? Well, it just got me thinking about incomplete things uh, in my life, of which there are so many. And then, and I've been spilling every, almost every day of my life. Yeah, the words "oh dear" are. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh dear. Yeah. Yep. It but usually comes cracks. right after a spill. <laughs> we had crack, or oh, the other word. Yeah. Um, we had cracks in our table, so the milk would go through it. Oh, um, when I would spill almost every night, it didn't phase my mother a bit. She go, "The dogs will get it. Don't worry." Uh, and it would leak through. We don't and the have dogs, dogs. Would get it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, there you go. <laughs> All right, fair it enough. didn't work when you spill coffee into the console and put us off the air, though. No, that doesn't. Happen. Yeah, Bill just came in and said, "Don't worry, the dogs will get it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Space dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Rover. <laughs> Is that the Wendy Williams? Yeah, yeah. it's great. I, figured I was looking for a window to put that in. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you. That was Wendy. Thank you. Wendy. Uh, ready for the letter? I was, and and now no, you are. Not so much. Hit it, Jack. Yeah. Preston and Steve on ninety WMMR. Now the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter U, as in understanding. All right, and we only have two more letters to go, and then we give away five hundred dollars. It's part of T-Mobile's 5G Fridays, where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of speed with the Preston and Steve show. For another shot at $500, just click contest at WMMR.com, and you can enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed, who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? Um, so what's in store for today? Ed Rendell used to spill on his tie every day. <laughs> um, there were stories of him going to football games, and he would eat a hot dog, and the mustard would, would go out onto his tie. People would say, um, Mr. Mayor, or later governor, and he'd go, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, on the program today, that'll be the end of that, uh, we'll get back into the green. I don't have an article of green on. But uh, that's okay. I'll pretend I do, and we'll celebrate something in a green way because uh, we've got the Smashing Pumpkins. It doesn't get much more Irish than that. Yeah. Yes. But it is Billy Corgan's birthday today. And uh, Blocky U2 and some other assorted Irish musical selections uh, thro- uh, thrown in. Nice. Very good. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you by Duncan. And uh, they are the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, and Horizon Services, 21-point AC tune-up for just $59 at horizonservices.com. Steve had mentioned the Snyder Cut of the Justice League uh, film opening tomorrow, and we will have director Zack Snyder on the show tomorrow. Also, actor Jeremy Piven. Yay! Got a movie. Takes place here in our area, Delaware County. We're going to talk to him about that, so we'll see what else we can get into. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. If you're looking for printing, give Impressions Unlimited a call. We produce forms, flyers, postcards, envelopes, business cards, color copies, engineer prints, lawn signs, and vinyl lettering. 
Impressions Unlimited is located at 638 Delcy Drive, Sewell, New Jersey. Website, iuprint.com. Next message. Hey, everyone. This is Jessica from Reptile Cove. We are a reptile education company based out of Pottstown, Pennsylvania. We provide hands-on experiences with various species of reptiles for any event or function. Please like us on Facebook at Reptile Cove and Instagram at Reptile Cove PA to book us for your, your event and stay up to date on news. Also be on the lookout for our fundraising events to open a reptile-only zoo in southeastern PA. Thanks, guys. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.